Welcome to Iron Talks 2018 Kona Super Specials Race Day Coverage. Rightio team, welcome along to race day coverage of the Ironman World Championships 2018 the Kona Super Specials with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. We're sitting in the uh, the King K, the big King hotel, Cam. the King Cam, is it King Cam? It is indeed the you, King Cam. You would Cam. know. Uh, and it, it's about oh, maybe 5 o'clock in the afternoon and we've 4. just... 4.57. You're going to be accurate? I said about, but you've gone accurate, I like that. Uh, John, let's, let's before we get into it, just say sponsors. Endurance sports travel. King guy's amazing. He's still out there racing right now, but I bet you he's going to come in 35 consecutive races. The guy's a legend, but he also has a great business. If you're looking to do a race around the world, check out Endurance Sports Travel. Huso. It's a device that helps you relax, be calm, and be more effective in life if you're because you're more relaxed and calm. And check out the interview we did a few days ago on the episode, but the website is thisishuso.com. Endur- extreme endurance. You're going to go travel again, weren't you? It was. Uh, extreme endurance is your elected buffer, and our patrons. And these are the people who have supported us coming to Hawaii to get these shows out here. Today's show is action packed. We basically have pretty much majority of the top ten athletes in both the male and the female race, or probably more male. Not so many. Probably about five females, six females. Yeah, we got. Yep. Yeah, we have got a few, and that's not because we're sexist pigs. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, out just there. who we can get out there, basically, and and the ratio of people that end up going to the medical tent and. Some people, yeah, we're in no shape to talk whatsoever. Um, so, John, so we've got, we've got some great interviews, actually. i got Danielle Reef. she just came out of the area, and she was pumped. You're going to hear it, man. I've got a really good interview of her. So we've got lots of good interviews, pretty much all the rock stars. But let's talk about the day, John. Um, wow. Not as expected. So let's start with the females race. Uh, whilst the victory was expected, and I did pick the top three. Uh, well so we kind of, and fairly predictable with a number of the placings, but not the way we thought it, uh, thought it would unfold. And you're going to hear from Danielle Reef, perhaps why that was, and perhaps if she could have even dominated the dojo even more than what she did. In some ways, I think maybe that actually helped her. And you'll hear in the interview, because she said that she was so far behind on the bike, and because Lucy was so far ahead, she kind of thought, oh, she said, she said to me, I don't know if I would have gone as hard as Lucy wasn't so far ahead. So mm. in some ways, maybe it was just that perfect day where circumstances actually created a beast. Yeah, the conditions were fantastic, but you still got to go out there and do it. And to, to beat the record by that much on both the male... Is it, is it 20 minutes, right, Daniela? So the previous record was 46... 46, 8, 46, 46. So what, what did you go to? She went 8, 26, 16. Oh, my God. So if you haven't been following it, she ran a 2.57, and uh, her bike was, I think, 4.26. Not quite sure what she swum, but a uh, very impressive day at the office. It's, we know it's a fast day. Yes. Like, it, it's a fast day. Lots of people went you know, fast. Mm. But 20 minutes? That's insane. We've I mean, had some fast days before. We have we? had some fast days. That was impressive. 10-minute victory over Lucy Charles, uh, who had a... a Really strong day, you know, was out there by herself, had to do the business. Uh, she came home in 8.36. Another uh, five minutes back was Anne Haug, who came through with a great run. Uh, and there, w- there was that real group that were, seemed to be riding in the in the same sort of neighbourhood with the, with a number of the ITU females. Um, Sarah True was fantastic debut in fourth place, so third and fourth were on debut. And Marinda Carfrey, 
to be honest, it's about what I would have expected out of her. Really solid day, yeah. but not at her old, old level. She ran a 3.01 compared to her 2.50s that she's run before, and if she'd been 10 minutes further up the road, she would have probably been in third place. Yeah, yeah. Do you think she's got it in her in the future, or do you think we've seen the best of her? Uh, I think we've probably seen the best of her, but she can still... As she showed today, be very, very competitive. You know, I saw her when she, you were interviewing Tim O'Donnell when she came across through the line. All she was focused on was, where's my daughter, where's my daughter? I'm yeah. not sure if that was re- re- feeding required or what the deal was, um, but that was her focus, you know. She was she was straight into her daughter. Uh, just any other, any other, what are the take-homes from the girls' race? Oh, the, the, the females' race, Bevan. Uh, huge <laughs> I change. I say boys and girls. Huge change on the, the run. Uh, the positions were just all over the place compared to what we saw coming off the bike. You saw some females going forwards, you saw some going backwards. Uh, Kareen Abraham, who I had a chat with, really impressed with her. She came off the bike in third or fourth uh, and hung tough on the run when she didn't have much in the juice in the tank. Uh, Angela Neath, now if you don't recall how he, she got into this race, she was a benefactor of the two disqualifications at Ironman Maastricht, which meant she actually made oh, it into yeah. the race as opposed to not being in the race. So for her to come in eighth place, we didn't uh, didn't manage to talk to her, but that was very impressive. And Lindsay Corbin in tenth place, uh, you know, uh, nobody would have necessarily picked her, but she ran through really well. And then the final one I'm going to mention, uh, final two actually, Sarah Campiano. What the hell did she swim? But she ran a 2.59 and ran herself into 11th place. So one outside the money, which is a real bummer. But uh, she was so far back. I'm just pulling up her swim split now. It was insane. So she ran, swam a 105 uh, yeah. and came back and made herself up to 11th place. So good on her. Some other things in the female race, we have a, a full record. So the record is 8.26.16. Uh, there was a 57.26 swim. And you're going to find out pretty soon, it's pretty fascinating, a 322 transition, a 426 bike ride. Insane, that especially when you're not feeling good at the beginning. That is unbelievable. And then a bit of transition into a 57 run. We had two course records broken in the females race. Lucy Charles took out the swim. She's now down to 48.13. And obviously that bike by Daniela in a 4.26.07. So and let's talk about o- Lucy Charles. And the overall victory as well. Yeah, let's talk about Lucy Charles. Yeah, v- very impressive. Uh, what, did she, what did she run? She, uh, she was 10 minutes back in the end. So I don't, you've got it in front of you there. I what? have, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Re, you know, expected performance. We expected her to come second, but it's another um, story going out there and doing it. She ran a three oh five, so that's good progress. She, but she's for her to be a contender. Well, for her to be a contender in this race, <laughs> it's really challenging when you've got someone like Daniela Reef. Uh, but you know, she'll she'll want to get that run under three hours, and then she, uh, yeah. Really, really solid day at the office. Yeah, oh, impressive. You know, because let's be honest, there was a period in the race you thought she had it. Mm. You know, like, because Daniela didn't start strong on the bike and it took her a while to even take some chunks in it. And then mm. that second half just lit the match and, and she boom, she was lit off. It up. So I've got to say, f- uh, four females under three hours on the run. We know it was fantastic bike conditions. Uh, the run conditions, you know, we didn't see vic- uh, any course records on the male side. We saw three males, I think, in the 240s, um, but three females under three hours, which is which is great. Uh, Lucy Charles, 3.05. Anne Haug ran up to third with a 2.55. Sarah True ran a 2.57 as well. So those girls uh, on, on debut, in fourth and third and fourth, very impressive. Okay, we also had the males race, and again, we saw a smoking fast day. Obviously, it's a fast day, but we did see some great performances, and 
And Patrick Langer put his mark out today, didn't he? Because let's be honest, no one was picking him. And, and unfairly. Yeah, totally unfairly. Myself <laughs> included. I didn't pick him in there. You I just, him in the top five. I, I didn't have him in the top three. Oh, here we uh, go. But three years in a row, he's put down smoking fast run performances. So he's had a 239, I think it was a 239 or a 240, and now a 241, 32. Uh, you could kind of say it was his race to lose coming off the bike. He was in just the most supreme position. Uh, but you kind of, you had the question, what can Gomez do on the run? And and he learnt the lesson of what Ironman's all about. And it's not taking anything away from his performance. Uh, he gutsed it out, uh, only managed to finish 11th place with a 259. So he'll be di- really disappointed with that. I did think when you know they were 15k, and I thought he could he could make a move here. He's just pacing himself into it, but he went backwards instead of forwards. Yeah, because he had a very really slow transition, didn't he? Mm, but we've seen that before. Um, That's what I mean. And I thought, oh, okay, he just takes his time. Yeah. You know, he's got a marathon; he's got plenty of time to make it work. But then, no. Coming into this race. I kind of felt, and I think a lot of people did, it was the year of the bikers. You had Cameron Wirth, you had uh, Lionel Sanders, you had uh, Patrick, um, not Patrick Langer, uh, Keenlay, uh, you had Andrew Starkowitz. You're thinking this year these guys are going to light it up and the runners are going to really struggle. They might still come through, but they might be 10 to 15, 20 minutes down, but it really did not pan out that way. And it was really was the runner's day. And look, Barnard, there's almost always one big surprise on the podium and this year is Bart Arnott's in second place uh, hats off to him he had a, a good swim put himself in position on the bike and you kind of thought he's going to have a good chance on the run and you know we're going into the energy lab he was only about a minute and a half behind and you're thinking if Patrick Langer does not have a great day and he does fade which he hasn't done the last three results uh, Bart Arnott's has had a chance and magic that would have been Almost the biggest boil over in the history of the sport yeah, in, the mo- in the modern era. Uh, but Patrick Langer. But Patrick, you've got to give him credit. He did a complete trifle performance, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, good swim, really strong bike. You know, you because know, the last few years he's come back from a long way back. Mm-hmm. Whereas he got off the bike this year and he was. It was his to lose, really, wasn't it? And yeah, and, and then David McNamee kind of did what Patrick Langer did a few years ago. He was just completely out of it and then ran a 2.46, third fastest run of the day, I think, uh, and just God knows where he came from. But he came from a long, long, long way back and just started picking them off one by one and ran himself into third place. So good on him. Uh, Tim O'Donnell and uh, Braden Curry, what a great fight. There was you were you were watching it on the screen. I was watching it out on the Queen K, and they were both hurting, both not displaying the most amazing technique, no. but uh, both just gutsing it out. And you got to take the hat off to them. They both gave them put themselves in the position to try to win the race. Uh, going along the the elite drive, they were you know trying to hold on to Langer, and they held on to him uh, to the. I yeah, saw 10K, them. really, eh? Yeah, and I saw them at the top of Pilani, and they were still with him. But the rubber band was just starting to to take off, and then by the time they got a few more Ks down the road where I stopped that was a huge gap so I think they decided right this is a suicide mission we've got to fight for second there'll be many reasons this race is remembered in the future obviously because of the speed involved but Matt Russell impressive best performance of his life really yeah when a year ago like when I got him as he came across the line and he's pretty emotional and understandably so and uh 
just unbelievable, isn't it? It was. And that, those guys just ran nice and smooth. Uh, him and Joe Skipper were running together. You'll hear from Joe twice. You double teamed him. I think you're, we both did the same sort of interview with Bevan, so whether or not you put both of them on or not. But those guys were running really well, and they were closing in on fourth and fifth. They did kind of run out of real estate, but uh, they were closing the gaps. Well, it was only four seconds to Curry. Yeah. So it was literally, he was another 300 metres, he hit him. Well, when they came past me with... Six k's to go. It was still at two minutes or a minute forty-five to two minutes. So he was closing fast. I'm happy with that result because I'm cl- I'm really happy Curry got a top five. Mm-hmm. And I think Russell was like I'm sure he would love to get the top five as well. Mm-hmm. But he was you know really happy with the six as well. So it kind of seemed like a win-win for me in that front. Did not realize Andy Potts ran up to eighth place. Yeah, yeah, he did. I was interviewing run. and he was quite happy. And I thought I thought you were quite a long way back. But no, he had a great run. Excellent. Cam Worth hung on for ninth place. And Michael Weiss was in 10th. Um, Gomez was in 11th. Uh, I spoke to Tim Van Verkel. He was pretty emotional as well because he got a penalty. And uh, it was yeah, it was a pretty challenging day. There's carnage out there. We were on the Alana Lee drive and coming off the bike and everything's really, really spread out. And you're going, Ironman champion, Ironman champion. That guy's a champion. And they're just getting spanked out there. Really? Uh, and it's just a brutal, brutal race. Just, we are going to go into the main interviews now, but just any thoughts on the men's race, lasting thoughts on the men's race? Oh, actually, records-wise, so the overall time now record is now 7.52.39, it's Patrick Langer. We had a swim record today, 46.30 in the swim. Uh, that, was not by, that was by an age grouper, wasn't it? Jan Sieberson, was it? It's an age grouper swim record. He, he used to hold the record over here in the swim, and again, you guys probably know a lot more than us because we haven't been watching the live coverage, um, but he used to hold the swim course record. Wow, we, we both beat it again this year. And he's an age grouper. Wow, that's how old is he? He's Forty-five. Uh, Jan Silberson is. I'm just going to Wikipedia here. He's not even good enough to have a profile on Wikipedia yet. <laughs> so, um, and then the bike course record came with took it out in a four oh nine sixteen. So Reef was only seventeen minutes behind him. That's impressive. You would have thought that Cam Worth and Co would have had a bigger lead yeah, coming they off just the didn't bike. Have the gap, did they? For whatever reason they didn't, um, but yeah, fun racing to watch. If anything, it wasn't. It, well, not, not not that it wasn't. Well, the wind was kind of it got got. Well, you kind of knew what was going to happen for the wind. Pretty. Whereas mm. coming off the bike, I was like, this could be mano o mano mm-hmm. iron war, especially on the men's race. Mm-hmm. I was like, we've got four or five pretty top runners here. Now we knew Lang Langer was proven best. Yeah, but but he just. And did you watch us running at the end? It was yeah. I watched, I was watching it on the Queen K, and it's just a thing of beauty. It really is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad he kind of stamped his mark, um, because he's you know t- not many people have come back and won it twice in a row. No, it goes down in history. Okay, so we're going to put all the interviews on there. We've got lots of interviews with pretty much all the pros. I've got Andrew Messick in there. We've got a couple of other age groupers, a couple of uh, random ones here and there as well. So uh, we're going to be back throughout the show just talking about a couple of sponsors, and we'll be back at the end of the interviews. I got Daniela Riffier, champion. Uh, tell us about your day. What a day! Yeah, it oh was uh, crazy. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. I can't. I really can't believe what happened today. Had uh, yeah, got st- stung by a jellyfish before the start. And, was um, that before the start? Yeah, before the start on on both on under my arms and yeah, it was the hard, the most painful swim I've ever had in my life. To be honest, it was very painful. Um, yeah, I got pretty much numb arms and I didn't know if I'm gonna make it home you know I I uh, I thought about quitting and 
I was like, okay, no, there's too much work you put in there. There's too many people, you know, uh, here to cheer, cheer you on. And there's little kids watching at home and they want to see you race. And I thought about Jan last year. I was like, no, he was a champion. You can't give up. And it's like, okay, I got to finish that swim somehow. And, and then we'll see what happens. And I did. And, and were, yeah, you just, were you just in pain when you were doing the swim? Yeah, it was, I got numb arms. I couldn't really, really, yeah, it was quite painful. And I was also a bit scared, to be honest. Um, but it was, I guess, once I was out of the water, I didn't use my arms anymore. So it was getting better. It was just a bit burning, but it was eventually on the bike I didn't feel it anymore and I actually got really good it might have given me an extra boost and <laughs> I got an absolutely fantastic day out of it and it's it's just it's really really crazy what can happen when you yeah like in Ironman racing it's a long day and I just hoped you know it can still turn around and it did and it's that's why it's such an incredible day um, I'm super stoked and I, I don't even know really what to say I just um, I'm a little bit speechless what happened to be honest tell us about the bike because you, you kind of built into it and then you just smashed that second half tell us about your bike yeah I mean I, I wasn't quite sure like how my body will react I just kind of built into it and it's like oh I hope um, I'll be okay I eventually I, I assumed I won't have a reaction I'll be fine um, and then yeah I felt really strong I tried to push up that hill towards Harvey and then um, I saw that I was catching Lucy a little bit. And and when I saw, like, you know, I had only, like, eight minutes, I was like, oh, you know, I'm still in that game. I could still actually win that race where, in a swim, I just thought about finishing, you know. And, and um, yeah, and then coming home from Harvey, I... I could really feel, I guess, like also the aerodynamic tests we did with with the bike and with the wheels and all the setup. It really helped. I, I felt very powerful, but also very fast. And it was, yeah, it was a lot. Actually, it felt really great in the end and could really hammer that bike. And it was incredible. I, I when I heard the bike split on my run, I was like laughing. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> and it even gave me more, you know, energy to to keep pushing. So. Yeah, it's it's incredible what you know what's sometimes possible when, yeah, when you don't give up and when you just keep believing in yourself and um, yeah, it's a long day in Ironman racing and it's never too late to change it, change it and turn it around in a good race. Talk us through your run. The run was um, actually quite good. I mean, I I did feel my legs, of course, when I jumped off the of the bike, but I started building into it and and then I um, I felt quite controlled. I felt like. I was, um, you know, moving and uh, I felt in like good form and yeah, I was really, really, really comfortable. It was getting a bit warm eventually, but um, everyone was suffering and um, so I knew if I hold that pace, I can, I saw I was building, you know, a bit of a gap towards Lucy and then I just tried to, you know, yeah, like build and build and try to make, not, you know, make any mistakes and yeah, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm super, super stoked. I mean, I knew... I was in good form, but then so many things can happen. And Indeed. when I when I was before the start, like just like really like two minutes, I was like, no, really. And then like when it happened, I was like, oh, no, you can't make like stay calm. You can't you can't um, you know let this little thing ruin your race. You had such a great preparation. Everything went perfect into the preparation, and I I didn't want to you know all that work you put in. I didn't want to just waste that and. I'm so glad, like, I, I'm really super happy. It was, so, yeah, it's definitely the craziest race I've ever had, to be honest. The record, you know, we, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised for you to beat the record, but to beat it by 20 minutes. Whew, yeah, I mean, it was a fast day. I Still. I can say that, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it just shows that the women's level is, you know, 
It's pushing. I, thank you. It, it's, I told Lucy in a, in a finish because she's also pushing me really hard. Like she, I probably would have gone slower on the bike if she wasn't there. Like because she was still, you know, in front yeah. there. And, and in the run, I also pushed hard um, because I know, okay, I have to get that gap to Lucy. And I told her like, oh, we're gonna get closer. Like we're getting closer and closer to the man. And eventually, we're gonna be 20 minutes to the man. So she was laughing. And I think, yeah, we do push each other. And I think the women's level is is increasing. And it's, I mean, if you look at five years ago, I got fifth, I got second um, with like 9.03 and now, yeah, the women's are really, you know, pushing it and it's great to see the women's sport is, is such a, it's such a huge, huge thing and um, I think it's great to see when, um, you know, more and more young women also start with triathlon. There's, um, yeah, lots, lots of young, young women coming up and uh, yeah, I really love the challenge and it also keeps me, you know, motivated and keep pushing. Well, you're, you're a legend anyway, but what a performance today, and you're a real treasure to our sport. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you very Thanks. much. Have a great day. So a very different race this year to last year. You were at the front a lot quicker. How did it feel for you? Amazing. Uh, amazing, amazing. Um, never expect the race to happen like this. Um, never <laughs> expect the rider for 16, and um, yeah, um, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome, and... Uh, when I started the run, what was motivating me was that um, um, thank you that I um, want to ask my girlfriend if she wants to marry me. That was that that just kept me rolling. And um, yeah, huge thanks to all my family, friends, fans, and um, coach and staff. One other question: better performance than last year, or just different? <sighs> it's different. Um, it's different, uh, but. In, in general, I think um, if you if you break the eight hour, um, if, if you if you be honoured uh, or are honoured to be the first guy to break the eight hours here in Kona, it's um, it must be a special race and it's just uh, incredible. Awesome! Thanks for your time. I got Pat. Pat Arnott here. Tell us about your day. Uh, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. You know, I uh, think I had an amazing day, day today. I was uh, yeah. Most of the day on my own, but uh, I think uh, it's the seventh time for me in Kona, so I know what, how, how I mean, what's the best way to execute this race, and I was following my own uh, pace. So I didn't follow Lionel in the beginning, and uh, the swim was not great for me, but that's what I know. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think after uh, 120k on the bike, that's where I, um, it's with a pin as well. After 120k on the bike, I tried to push really hard to close the gap with the main group, and then uh, I think after 160k, I catch the main group, and then I just I was waiting for the marathon, and uh, I did my best to do my own pace, you know, not following Patrick because he was pushing it really hard, and uh, in the end, it's a really long day, so uh, I think I was quite smart today, and I'm super happy to be on the podium, super happy. Did you, did you know you just from the start you're going to have a good run? Like you just really executed a great run, didn't you? I mean, I'm I'm always quite solid in the in the marathon, so I know how to run a good marathon. But it's still I never started to run in this position, so it's uh, it's a little bit more pressure, and uh, in the end, it's it's a really long way. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I stayed to my own plan. Uh, I followed my own pace, and I had an amazing game. Super happy. What does it mean to get second in Kona? Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, it's a, it's a dream, and I was I was always dreaming. You know, I always come back to try to have the perfect day in Kona and I think I was really close today. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this second place and uh, all the rest is for late.
awesome, mate. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. Thanks. Righty ho, we've got one of our rookies who had an amazing day out there. At one stage, she was up to third place, but I think maybe finished in fourth, I think. So, Sarah True. Um, Coming from an ITU background, I was telling my co-host, uh, it was I think you might have been starting the run, it was like ITU third, fourth, fifth, sixth or something like that. So tell us about your day. Well, you also have to include Danielle in there. Yes. I mean, she, she was a Beijing and London Olympian. So, you know, it, that's pretty... Rennie, also ITU background. So I think it really says something about uh, the sport. So, you know, you've only got one Ironman under your belt at Frankfurt. Um, how did today differ to what you experienced in Frankfurt? I exploded very hard after about uh i guess it was probably like 30k in um i went out a little too fast and by a little too fast i mean way too fast um especially given these conditions i didn't i didn't respect you know the heat and the humidity and um you know it would have been hot or it would have been too fast even on good cool conditions but you know you live and learn second second race um, better to uh, there, there were some dark moments um, my first race was pretty cruisy uh, was Ironman Frankfurt didn't go into any dark spots I got it out of the way this one um, so now I know the other side of Ironman you know what it really feels like to have one of those days where you just you're really not sure if you're gonna have to walk the rest of the way I only, yeah, I made it. I made it. Did you have much of a battle out there with Anne Hart? Because I know that she was just behind you and then she came through. Uh, yeah. Did you manage to hang on to her or what was the story oh, there? No, I was done at that point. So um, I knew I knew I was kind of in rough shape because uh, like, I was putting time into her the first half, which is probably not ideal when you're talking about somebody who's a 232 marathoner. Um, yeah, so maybe I was a bit keen. Um, and I went into the Port of John probably like 20k in, which also was an indication pace was a bit too hot. Looked back, couldn't see her, but then she got closer and closer and closer. So we went from like a minute and a half gap to I just need to finish. Um, so like I, I knew she was coming, I know knew she's a great runner. Um, and, you know, I obviously should have paced it differently, but you live and learn. What's the Queen K like when you're out there? You know, there's a bit of support along Elite Drive, but once you get onto the Queen K, it's pretty uh, pretty desolate out there, eh? Yeah, so, you know, my, my first Kona experience, and I really like people. Uh, I really like the energy, it was fun, which is also probably why I got a bit excited about the pacing. So, you know, it was really fun. Um, but there were also people out there on the lead, on uh, Queen K. Yeah, yeah. Well done, fourth on on debut. Can't be too upset. Who have we got over here? Who's supporting you? Ben True. Ben True. Uh, what is your first time in Kona? Yeah, yeah. No. He's a top. You're a top runner, I believe, aren't you? Yep. What do you think you could bang a marathon out there? I know you're probably more short distance, but what uh, what, what do you think of the running out there? Yeah, they they ran pretty impressive. It's it's hot out here. I uh, I got out here about a week ago and. I uh, was complaining a few times to Sarah about how hot it was while I was out running, and, and she had to remind me that she had to run a marathon, so I can't complain at all. So, <laughs> what, what did you do during your day? Were you out there giving splits, or what was your role? Uh, yeah, I, I watched. I was trying to stay out of the sun, uh, but uh, yeah, I was just trying to cheer her on. Well done, team. Awesome effort. Thanks. Third place getter, David McNamee. Uh, mate, 
Forrest Gump here. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's the best place to be, Forrest Gump. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I, I was sitting on our sh preview show yesterday. I don't think anybody mentioned your name, despite you finishing third last year and despite you having the second fastest run split. Did you feel like you were coming in under the radar or not? Yeah, and I think that's sort of mainly down to me because the last three, four months I've been awful. <laughs> I just, yeah, I've been unfortunate. I've been to races, got sick before races, punctured early on in races, and yeah. To be honest, this morning my one wish was that I had an instant free race, and yeah, thankfully I could finally show what I'm capable of again. Talk us through your day. Uh, today, sort of the first three, four hours were actually very average for me. I didn't feel great. I think it's because, yeah, I feel like I've not actually had a proper race since May. And I think that showed early on. But then we turned around at High V and all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm still sort of in this race. And the legs all of a sudden started to feel a lot better than they had at the start. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't normal. So... <laughs> But yeah, and then coming back along the Queen K, things were going okay, and yeah, obviously the run worked out well. Um, on the run, it looked like when we could only get out maybe five miles or so, it looked like you were actually gaining on Langer. If, I'm not sure if you were, but it certainly seemed that you were. Did you fade a little bit in the last 10k? Because then the gap seemed to, to, to balloon out. I don't know if it was him speeding up or you slowing down. Uh, I think it's a mixture of like Patrick's always very strong towards the end. But yeah, I very much thought the run very much like I was like, I need to get myself in this race. And, you know, I'd rather risk blowing up than sort of, yeah, regretting afterwards what could have happened. So yeah, for me, it was very much to get myself in the top 10. But then I got excited as the digits started getting lower and lower. And then, yeah, as soon as I got, thought, got into third and sort of got that gap, the last like four or five k's I was very much okay let's secure this rather than risking blowing up and sort of drop there for a little bit because yeah I was starting to struggle and the heat was getting to me and I was like don't be the guy that sort of gets into third and then blows it so yeah you know once you got into the top 10 you kind of threw through everyone were you quite surprised of how quickly you moved up the ranks yeah very much it sort of seemed to take a while to get into the top 10 but then sort of there was a section sort of going into the energy lab that all of a sudden, yeah, I sort of, I went into the energy lab, I think maybe like ninth or 10th. Then all of a sudden I came back out in like third place. So I was like, ah, I like this energy lab. <laughs> I, I like this new course. Uh, you've been here a couple of times today. I've asked a few people about the conditions, seemed bloody fast, but what was your interpretations of the conditions today? Yeah, I think, they were fast, I think there's a lot less wind in the bike than usual, but ultimately I think today that I'm at, the level of Ironman was incredible. I think you can say the conditions were good and they were, I'm not saying they weren't, but there's been years here with good conditions and nobody's went this fast and yeah, I leave here the third quickest ever and yeah, for me that's an incredible achievement. You know, last year you got third as well, and I'm sure last year was pretty awesome because it's kind of breakthrough. How does this compare to last year? Like, you know, tell us about that. Uh, I think, I think this will feel better, to be honest. I think it's great to sort of 
get up there near the top of the mountain it's another thing coming and backing up and I think especially after the last three four months people probably saw well you know last year it was maybe a bit lucky there's a, a lot of blow-ups in the run and you know he's not going to be able to repeat so for me to come back and you know to go six minutes quicker to get myself back in the podium for me that's probably more rewarding especially because you've had a a frustrating few months leading into it. Oh, very much. The last sort of three, four months, I think. Yeah, I thought I'd got my bad luck out of the way and then I went and did another race and more bad luck. And yeah, three times this year, I basically, yeah, I felt like I've participated rather than raced. And yeah, for me, it's just great to be back racing and loving it. Congratulations, mate. Bloody awesome work. Thank you very much. Right, yeah, let's do this. You can listen in. <laughs> Okay, we've got Corrine Abraham here. If you haven't been following the coverage, she was sitting in third place coming off the bike, uh, looking pretty good and all set for an amazing performance. She's refuelling with some water here, she's getting a bit of help. So, as I was just saying, the listeners, third place off the bike, I was going, this is the Corrine Abraham I used to see maybe four or five years ago, and she's going to kill it one day in Kona, and you've got yourself in contention. So, talk us through your swim and your bike. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, swim, swim. My best swim, I think. I don't, I don't know what the time was, but um, I think it was. You know, it's the first time I've come out with a pack and just seeing, you know, like uh, other swimmers around me. Actually, yeah. um, is is a first, and uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was, yeah, really pleased with that. Coming into the race, I, uh, I was, I was, I, would, I won't say excited, but I was looking forward to seeing what, um, what I could do with a swim. Um, I've had two, two and a half weeks of no running, which is uh, really disappointing, but uh, yeah, it was, so, but um, that does mean you do a little bit more swimming, and I've had some help with my swimming again this year, and I'm always getting help with my swimming, obviously, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with uh, where I came out of the swim, and then uh, set off on the bike, and like, I just didn't feel like the other women were pushing that hard. Yeah. Obviously, you know, some still went off the front without me, but yeah. um, I dropped some uh, uh, dropped some gel and made myself stop and pick it up. So I lost, you know, what, 20 seconds or something there. So, um, but yeah, I just got back on it and then um, tried to ride my own race. And I was, I was just sort of picking off the other women and um, sort of going past and... I don't think my power meter was calibrated properly because my power was like 185 watts, which I know it wasn't. Um, my heart rate was in the right place. And like I say, I was passing the other women and I know they're not doing 185 watts. So I just went with heart rate and effort and um, just tried to sustain it. Um, and yeah, I think just kept moving forward and um, got some splits from the, the board on the side. And that was just, you know, gently encouraging and just kept pushing. Um, and then, yeah, came off the bike in third. So that's that's... That's first. Well, it's yeah. not first. It's a third. No, but it's <laughs> um, I'll take that. Um, and then, yeah, the lack of run training really came through. I was, uh, I was suffering big time. And um, coming off the bike, so what? What are you thinking? You're going. I know I haven't run, but I'm in third place, and you're probably getting a lot of crowd support. So what's sort of going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, coming in to the, come before the race, I was, I was really thinking about. Um, well, you think about it in one, one section at a time anyway, but more so, really, because uh, normally I'm looking forward to the run, whereas this mm. time I'm like, just park it, yeah. park the run, and I'm, I'm just going to have to play it by ear and see how it goes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, um, 
it was okay, but but the, just the, the fitness wasn't the form wasn't there. So um, gradually, <laughs> women started going past one by one, yeah. um, and then coming out of the energy lab. Um, Angela Nath came past me, um, and I just thought, come on, you know, you're in ninth position now. You just really just try and go with her, try and go with her. So I um, stepped it up and um, just hung on, just yeah. suffered and hung on. And uh, credit to her, she pulled me along, and um, I just took pace off her and, um, yeah, made it eventually to the I haven't seen where you finished. Do you know, what was your place? A ninth. ninth. <laughs> yeah, so I just scraped in top ten there, which, which actually kept me running. You know, I think, yeah, coming into the run, there was... Um, yeah, it was just all to play for. Um, and if if I, if I was hurting, if if uh, well, hurting as an in injury, and if it was you know the pain was moving around, so getting compensating, I was I was going to have to stop. Um, so I knew that, but um, just kept chugging along, just kept thinking it's it's not so bad yet. Just keep going one more kilometre and just play it by ear, one kilometre at a time. What's the emotion coming down a lead drive for you? You know, you've done lots of races around the world. Is it quite different here, especially when you're coming in from an injury? Oh, I'd like to say that uh, I, uh, I I took the moment, but actually Lindsay Corbin was <laughs> was chasing me down. I didn't know. I heard that she was coming down Polani behind me, and I just had to just just keep moving. Um, and yeah, just relief, I think. Um, just excited to, to to finally get that top ten place. And um, yeah, I'm sure I'll sit down and uh, enjoy the moment. <laughs> Fantastic top ten. So uh, next year you can come back uninjured and spank it. So well done, a great race. Thank you very much. Thanks. Really nice to chat with you. <laughs> Awesome. i got Tim O'Donnell here. Um, mate, you came across the line. You, you left it all out there today. Tell us about your day. Uh, sorry, hold on a sec. Can you say that again? I just need someone, uh, I need someone to hang on. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you just left it all out there today. Tell us about your day. Um, yeah, uh, I felt I felt strong all day. Um, you know, I uh, started working with Julie Divins this year. Um, really wanted to come out here and have a strong race after my performance last year. And we just did a lot of things differently. Um, Felt solid on the swim. Um, started the bike. Wasn't quite sure what, um, how it was going to um, pan out. Sorry. Um, yeah. It wasn't quite sure how it was going to pan out with um, some of the, you know, kind of those front pack riders like Frodo and Ben uh, Hoffman that weren't here. So uh, myself and uh, Igor Emirelli, Matt Charbot, um, and Javier. Actually, tried to keep the pace going in that front group a little bit when um, when the Uber bikers got away. Because you kept the gate pretty close, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we were only um, four or five minutes at, at Javi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we caught. I mean, Amberger and uh, we got Josh by the end of the bike, I yeah. think, yeah. and then Starkey mile one or two on the on the run. So, so, so then you start the run, and uh, you, you're running pretty strong. Basically, you and Brayden, Mano and Mano. So, tell, talk talk us through that. Yeah, Braden and I were, we uh, we just, we were with each other the entire day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were with um, Patrick for the first nine miles, and then I just started to absolutely crumble. I lost probably a minute and a mile or something. Um, I took some salt, and then I started to feel better. Um, and I just came around, and I kept kept fighting, kept coming back. Um and Braden and I run very differently. Yeah, he, look, he runs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm very steady state, like one gear, and um, he and he would kind of like take his time in the aid stations and like put in big surges, and I just kept steady Eddie. And then um, coming up that final hill to Polani, um, I had my my boy Nathan here, uh, who was on the uh, Naval Academy triathlon team with me back in the day, just yelling expletives at me to keep, <laughs> to keep me going, and I felt so strong going up the hill. Um, but I didn't 
Braden is one of the toughest guys I know. I mean, he is, he just spits nails. I mean, I, so I just crushed myself because I didn't know where he would be. You know, I could, I figured a guy like that would come back at me at any point. Um, so I couldn't give me even a, even a little bit of sniff. So, um, yeah, it was hard. Um, I put myself in the uh, medical tent the last two miles, but he was, Braden was in there too. So um, it was a heck of a battle. Um, it was definitely a day for the runners. So, you know, I've, um, I was just happy to, to stay strong because, you know, some some of those other guys, um, Braden included, have run a lot faster than me in, in other races. So uh, you've, you've you've performed here before, but what does this race mean to you this year? Um, this is by far my best performance. I think right. um, the this race, the level of this race, has stepped up so much in the last two three years. It's yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, so to be 38 and to step up and be at the front of the race and be relevant. Um, I can't ask for anything more than that, you know. Yeah. Should be proud of yourself. Great. And you came across right in the corner. You were a dead man walking, so you definitely lifted yeah. off. Yeah, no, I could literally. I could not even put any any weight on my legs. I was so smoked. Um, I had to get a little. Um, I had to get a thermometer up me old bum for a while too. So, I mean, what what you know you you go kill yourself for eight hours and then that's your treat. And, uh, <laughs> You get the old bum thermometer. <laughs> oh, mate, you, you did just tell Pratt today, and it was great. It was just great watching a battle. You know, in any sport, you want to see a battle, and yeah. the fact you came out on top was pretty cool. Yeah, no, um, actually, I, I was, I was just happy to be where I was. I did not think, um, I, in my mind, Braden was going to throw some surges at me and and put the hurt on me. But um, you know, I got a gap in an aid station, and um, you know, luckily I was running the hills pretty well, and. Just worked in my favor, you know. Um, he kicked my butt in cans, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and in um, uh, Santa Cruz last year, we uh, we ran um, head-to-head for, what, first eight miles of the uh, 70.3, along with Ben Hoffman, and then he kicked my butt at the end. So um, You own one. Yeah I, got, yeah, I got him one, but, um, you know, he's he's uh, got a long career ahead of him, so um, I'm looking forward to watching. You did stuff, Brad, man. Thank you for joining. Cheers. Thanks. Sponsor. Huso. So if you are not listening, have not been listening to our previous shows, Huso is basically the system that allows you to go into a hell of a lot better state of relaxation and kind of just make you a lot more centered. So if you want to find out more, go to thisishuso.com and listen to some of our previous days when we were doing interviews with um, with the, the fella Bill from Huso. Um, but go on there, check it out. We had a little trial while we were down uh, at the expo and it just takes your relaxation place, helps with your sleeping, uh, be fantastic. I was watching all the stressed people before the race this morning. If it was something you could do on race morning, it would keep you nice and calm. Uh, and Bevan, you've been into a lot of this stuff for a while in terms of meditating, but you quite enjoyed it yourself. Yes, I've been trying to get a unit because um, I, I really, I, I was talking to Belinda and John last night about it, saying how um, when you meditate, I do meditation every day, and when you meditate, there's kind of this deep state you go to, and you kind of come and go out of meditation. And on a good meditation day, you can go into your deep state a lot, and on a, on a bad one, you don't go there much. And, and most of the time, in a 20-minute meditation, I might go there maybe four to five times, maybe more some days. Well, when I was doing the so I was just going in and out pretty, you know, a lot. So um, it's it's it is something that maybe some people will find a little bit weird at first because it is mm. basically listening to monk-like sounds and they've got vibrations that kind of happen through vibration pads on the body. But 
um, I found it's so good that I was like, oh, I do want to get a unit. Um, and, and for someone like you, John, who's probably haven't done something like this, there would need to be a bit of a development, I imagine. But long term, I think there's a real value in something like this. Well, we were discussing as a group just all the different applications because, again, we were only on it for a couple of minutes. But the applications in terms of we've got friends who maybe have some issues, especially a lot of athletes are really busy, struggling to sleep. Yeah. Um, uh, I said to the guy, Bill, I said, this would be great at airports. You know, you see a lot of people that are stressed going onto, yeah. uh, onto planes. So if, if, you, if you're someone that's struggling with sleep or you're just a little you're bit highly anxious, strung, highly strung, get, look into it. Go to thisisuso.com, check it out, see what you think. And uh, one of the cool things that Bill was saying is they do have a, uh, a money back guarantee. Um, so you can check it out. Yeah. And Look, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? And we've got a promo code there, Bevan. It's uh, Kona Sound 50. Kona Sound 50, if you go to their website, just go to thisishuso.com and at checkout, put Kona Sound 50, it gets you $50 off the unit. And again, there is a full money back guarantee. So if you get it and you don't try it, like to me, I ultimately think in life we need relaxation tools. Like we use exercise tools, we use productivity tools. And, you know, so it can be things like meditations, but this is another great way to get to that place. So check it out, thisishuso.com. <laughs> okay, we've got uh, Teresa Adam here, um, our fine Kiwi who's only got into Ironman this year. Uh, saw you were leading, I think, that second pack in the swim. Uh, talk us through your day. Yeah, I'm pleased with my day. Um, I had a solid swim, just sort of cruised, and then same on the bike. Um, so many strong girls, and there was the big group formed up, and I was sort of yo-yoing on and off the back, um, there was too much surging for me so I just sort of backed off and rode my own wattage and then um, onto the run I, start, I started out feeling you know good and strong but as as I, you know you hear from this race it, it sort of you know drains you slowly and I just sort of I had a, a, a good good run here and I'm, I'm really pleased with my first time in, in Kona um, and I didn't mention it before the race but I did come in with uh, injury so I have missed, after Ken's I um, had a break, got back into training, picked up an injury, missed, missed over a month of training and then we headed to Tucson. So I had about four weeks of training leading into this uh, solid training. So I missed a bit and um, I'm just really pleased with um, my race and I gutsed out at the end there and I'm really pleased, yeah. How did, how did your numbers sort of compare to um, you know, Taupo and Cairns in terms of the bike to start with? Yeah, I'll have to look at the numbers afterwards, but I feel like I rode pretty solid today. Um, yeah, like, like I said, a big group sort of formed. I've never experienced that before, and like I've only done two Ironman races before, and this being the most stacked field on the, on the calendar, obviously, um, there were a lot of strong girls around the same ability, and so I'm learning all the time, and... I'll look at my numbers, but I, I'm pretty sure I rode really well in that last sort of, um, I think Cameron Brown mentioned on one of his pre-race interviews that the hardest part is the last hour sort of coming back up to the airport. And I was really pleased because I paced it, so I felt really strong in that section. So, yeah. Emotionally, what sort of a day was it? You know, comparing it to when you're leading the race, you know, you're um, out there spanking it in New Zealand, spanking it in Cairns. How, how was the, the emotional roller coaster today? Yeah, I mean, I guess coming into it, I knew I wasn't at the same level as those races. Uh, my fitness isn't coming into it. So, yeah, I knew where I was, and I just stuck to my game plan, and 
I definitely felt it that last, say, 10Ks of the run. Everyone talks about that, and now I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. What was your injury, Theresa? From my, from my I just a bit, a bit of shin tendonitis, and um, yeah, so I had to get some cortisone and a moon boot. Yeah. Mm, the, the perils, I guess, of stepping up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's this is definitely a huge step up, I believe, for myself. Um, last year, I was still racing as an age grouper in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big step up. What was the what was the thoughts going through your mind as you were sort of coming down Palani and onto Lee Drive? You know, was it relief that this bloody thing's over, or were you pretty pleased? What, what were you going through? What was going through your mind? Huh. Yeah, no, I was just pleased to be finished. It's actually quite brutal coming down Palani because my main issue was my quads, and so running down that hill was just agony. Um, and so yeah, finishing, I was just really proud of myself, um, really proud of my attitude today, um, and then you know just really acknowledging the crowd and everyone was so supportive and, and kind and I had a good day. Fantastic, well done. Thank you. And how much does it stoke the We've got Matt Russell here, he's just come across the line. Um, what an effort, mate, tell us about your day. Um, it was a unbelievable day. Um, it was a very emotional for me. Um, I didn't really have any lows, which is very rare. Um, but I mean, just finishing this race means so much to me. Um, after last year, last year I was um, unconscious, and um, I remember a couple of days after, I could barely walk down the hall with an IV in me. Um, and just to finish in the top ten um, makes it even more emotional. Um, I just wanted to finish, and uh, it just means. Um, I felt so much love out there, and uh, I'm just so thankful, grateful, and, and blessed. And um, yeah, you, you were mowing them down on the run. It was like you and Joe Skipper had a good little battle there. It was a, it must have been pretty motivating, just clicking one after the other after the other, and going past guys like Javier Gomez must have been giving you a good lift. Yeah, I, I tried to I tried to stay consistent as possible. Um, I knew the back half and I was just focusing on uh, nutrition and hydration um, and uh, just taking um, one mile at a time. Um, when did you know you were going to have a great run? You know, because you, you had a stellar run. Like, did you kind of just know from the start or was it kind of, talk through your run? Um, it, it, the miles were clicking and I was looking at my watch and they were, um, you know, a good mile was 620, a slower mile was 630 or 40 if it was slightly uphill. And I knew if I could just stay consistent with that, um, I'd have a have a good run. Um, that being said, you just never know because you can be in the last mile and cramp up or something, and um, and uh, it could be someone in front of me, which would be great in a way, but it could be me too. So it, it's never over until you cross that finish line. Um, was it just awesome to be t ticking people off? Yeah, it was. Um, um, it, it, it's definitely motivating. Um, I don't know. I, I came off the bike with a big group. I think I rode about a 412, yeah, you did, um, you did. which uh, I was really happy with. Um, I felt pretty strong on the bike, and uh, I knew I was saving a little bit for the run. Um, and I figured, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go out hard. If I go out hard, I'll pay for it later. And I was just being patient and um, tried to push it in the back half. Just phenomenal, really, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, and uh, 
I mean, this is amazing right now, but last night um, I put my son to bed. He's 15 months old, um, and uh, he fell asleep in my arms, and that's um, that's kind of hard to beat too. Um, so, I mean, the last 24 hours have been, um, I mean, I'm, I'm on cloud nine, and um, I'll be riding this way for a while. You know, and you're, um, probably the most important race, you know, this time last year, when you woke up, I'm sure you didn't imagine to be here like this, performing like this. It's, um, it should be really pretty stuff, mate. Yeah, um, I mean, when I woke up um, 365 days ago, um, I I uh, kept on asking the same questions over and over and over for an hour, and I don't remember any of it. Um, and it was really hard for my family and um, my dad and my wife. And my son were out there all supporting me and um and i just felt the love and support from from everyone so many people um were cheering me on and um and really just never stopped believing and um and it came together today pretty mate love your work you're an inspiration thank you i got liz blatchford here uh, tell us about your day oh yeah we're gonna walk and talk tell us about your day <laughs> um it was a tough day, tough day, but um, probably I was 12th, so it's probably quite a true representation of where I'm at, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. But um, it's kind of hard to fight for 12th, like, is what I found. Oh, okay, because it's not really where you used to be. Oh, uh, I don't know. I just didn't have the fight in me today, and okay. that's probably a good sign that I'm ready to retire. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it still, and um, I really think it was such a strong, strong field today. Um, so. about Daniela's time? I don't even know yet. 8.26. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's insane. Insane. Eh? Yeah, wow. Good honour. Yeah, crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, congratulations and thank you for being a legend in our sport. Thank you. Thanks. See ya. Thank you. Okay, we've got uh, Joe Skipper, who I think might have been almost the first man not to go in the medical tent, a place that he normally ends up with, and uh, he had an outstanding day. So let's start with the swim, Joe. You, it's not your forte, but today you were with the, with the main pack. It must have been awesome. Yeah, really pleased with that. I knew I was swimming improved. And my aim was to try and uh, hold on to the back of the main pack. So really pleased with that. And uh, if you're going to make like the main pack swim, the best place to do it is the world champs, isn't it? You know. So yeah, over the moon, massive step up. And next year, hopefully, I could be near, more near the front of that pack. What about the bike? You know, it must be a totally different experience for you being that far up uh, in terms of normally TTing by yourself. This time you're in a group. How does the, how does the race? How is it different for you? Um, to be honest, like. I was towards the back of that group out on the bike and it was a nightmare because everyone was 12 meters ahead so it was just impossible to move up you know there must have been like what 30 of us something like that so I, I, I literally couldn't move up until we got to uh, quite high uh, and that was like the first chance I got because with the rules obviously if there's uh, not 12 meters between someone you have to overtake the whole line and I wasn't gonna overtake 30 people in one go so I kind of was like, literally second to last guy uh, in the pack and then I, when I got like the opportunity to move up I moved up at like good like tactical positions so I didn't have to go that hard but um, the bike was fairly easy until the last I'm trying to think 30 k's when I was riding with Matt Russell and like he, fair play to him like I really owe him because he did a lot of the work in the last 30 k for me and like just we just rode across to the like front pack and uh that was like my highest power output of the race. So like, you know, I, I paced it really well, finished strong. And then on the run, I just tried to hang with Matt for as long as possible, blew up, he pulled away. And then like coming out the energy lab, I kind of got a second wind and uh, 
managed to get a couple of spots, but it was just like the run. I felt like I couldn't actually push hard. It was like I had to take it as easy as I could the whole way because I was always on the limit of overheating, which I would have, uh, you know, I'd like to have been able to cope with the heat a bit better and actually push the run. But you know, that's part of uh, that's part of the race, isn't it? You know, the run's just survival, and you have to dig really deep for it. Any knuckleheads out there on the bike today smashing? I remember you had one last time. Not really. Like, you know, I was, I was expecting Lionel and uh, Sebastian Keenly to do more, to be honest. But when they were on the front, it wasn't that hard. Like, you know, and uh, it, was, it was Matt and um, Michael Weiss, really, who were, you know, strong. Michael, when he put a dig in, went straight across. Like, and took, one, I think, David Police and Matt Russell, you know, he was really strong. But how, how did you pace yourself on the run? You know, you, you, I don't know where you were coming off the run. You were in a good position, but you certainly made up a lot of places. Um, I just tried to go as easy as I could. For the first bit because you know i've done this race this is my third time now and the first time i blew up on the run uh went got it's quite easy to get carried away so i just imagined that i was on a training run and i didn't try and hang with anyone you know i just ran my own race until i got to the top of the energy lab and then i just tried to you know leave it all out there really and just then like push for home but oh yeah it's just so hard no you did awesome and uh, your lovely girlfriend was out there as well supporting you. Um, anything else about the race? Anything give you any surprises or anything else you thought, shit, I did a really good job with that? Just really pleased with my swim and uh, really like, yeah, my dad and uh, Laura who were out here. You've done awesome, mate. Oh, I just, I, I just so tired. I'm nearly in tears. Yeah. No, you did fantastic, mate. Everybody's proud of you. You've got a huge support base and we're stoked to do, see you do so well. I've got Heather Jackson next to me. Just tell us about your day. Ooh, that was a rough one. Uh, Kona got me today. So, I mean, I've had three great races here, so I was probably due. Um, just leaves you more motivated for next year. Break it down for us. Um, swim was so-so. I thought I was going to be able to make that earlier group this year, but I lost them maybe like 300 meters in. So. Really split, wasn't it? Yeah, and but then like... Daniela got out behind me, so I was a little confused what happened for her on the swim. So I tried to go with her at the start. I might have gone too hard on the bike, and then I'm not sure what happened with my nutrition because I basically started cramping from the energy lab back in, so it was basically a shuffle in. <laughs> and then run was just a vibe? Run, I felt great until probably the energy lab, and then, yeah, I just started cramping really bad. So, yeah, the last seven, eight, seven miles were rough. <laughs> well done mate because I know it's a tough day out there any day of the week so well done. Thank you. <laughs> okay let me just okay we got Andy Potts finishing off here. Last year you had an amazing race I think it was fifth sixth somewhere around there sixth seventh. Uh, tell us about your day today. Thanks John. Um, I'm not getting I'm not getting younger but I sure am getting faster. Um, yeah figuring some stuff out had good power, good patience, all heart, and uh, I'm very pleased. There were some smoking fast times out there today, so you've had plenty of experience on this course. You know, tell us about the conditions. I think we had swim course records by Lucy Charles and the age groupers, bike course records, overall course records. So, what was it like out there today? Uh, you know, the sport's evolving. Any good sport evolves. Any great sport needs to evolve. We're getting better athletes. 
we are getting smarter as athletes and we're continuing to push the human potential you see it here at the at the world championships this is the showcase for our sport and it is just a total thrill for me to be a part of it and uh couldn't be prouder what was the best part of your race ah <laughs> uh, about, about right now <laughs> nah moving through the field yeah moving through the field on the uh on the run and uh I was super pleased with my last hour on the bike. Um, I was actually pulling the, the front group back. Um, yeah, I just, um, I, I, I train and I, 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 really, I really prepare the best way I know how. I'm continuing to find new ways to challenge myself in training and I'm recovering better. Um, which is just like I'm 40 I'm gonna be 42 like Whoa, same as me. yeah yeah like frick, 809 I was yeah. 42 wow <laughs> awesome mate very proud of you that's fantastic effort and uh, will we see you back here next year I don't know but thank you John <laughs> awesome mate well done thanks man. a talk can I talk yeah, I just give this oh okay those champs are giving each other some love we've got uh, got Laura Sadell here she's looking a bit shaggy mate tell us about your day yes. Oh, um, I am just happy to be at the finish. Um, I definitely left my legs in Europe. Um, <laughs> One place to leave them. I, uh, I think the swim was all right, but the last 200 of the swim, I kind of popped off the back of the group and I was like, oh, that's a bit worrying. But kind of got back on and first bit of the bike, but when we got out on the Queen K, I just slowly just self-destructed at the back of the group and ended up on my own. And um, just a case of like, well, let's just keep going and hopefully legs or something might happen in the second half and wind was pretty good to us but that means it's good to everybody so even though it sort of felt pretty strong the last the last half coming back with that tailwind um yeah didn't kind of know where I was and then just praying I had some run legs and uh yeah that was a long hard day and I'm very happy it's over and I'm very happy I've done with full distances for the year. <laughs> so the run just wasn't there from the start or is it just well, kind the, of... The, the run actually wasn't, the, it was the bike, like the run actually um, it wasn't disastrous. Yeah. Um, I mean I don't know how many places I moved up but passed a pretty, probably maybe, I don't know, 10 I'm guessing. But a couple of girls passed me as well um, but they're great runners. Um, Oh, just the going out to end of the Queen K on the bike was just like phew, no man's land and um, yeah and very uh, just well if that's this is if the body's giving me lemons let's try and uh, try and do something with it but uh, yeah just one of those days but you know I can't really you know I couldn't really expect much three weeks. After You've had a big year, haven't you? Yeah, you know three wins, long course. The, the last one three weeks ago and that was a effing tough day it was like a 10 hour day hills and heat and then I think with the travel and stuff that it just you know I didn't feel particularly sparkling all week but was just hoping something might happen but you know I was just pleased to get round and I think I don't know position I don't know times compared to last year but I feel a lot happier about it than than last year's performance off the back of everything else I guess just thinking, I know it's probably not time to think ahead, but you know, you, you race a lot. Do you, to go a bit better here, do you need to kind of maybe not sort of race so much? Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, you need to put your focus on this race if you're gonna if you're gonna do well here. You can't expect to, you know. Yes, you might have one of those magic days coming off the back of a race three weeks ago and um, just, you know, yeah. it all clicks and you feel great. But you can't really really expect that. But for me, you know, it's hard to put all your eggs in this basket. It was a finance, not a financial. It was a tactical business decision to race Challenge Madrid. I was excited to race that. It puts me in the Challenge Championship, which, to be honest. If I finish top three or top two, one or whatever at the end of the year in that, you know, that's a big bonus for me. And so that makes it kind of the decision to pay off. And But it, you do gamble coming here and, you know, it, you can't particularly expect to then raise your game against the best in the world when they've been tapering for this race. And yeah, so do I, you know, lots of people say, oh, you need to give this race a full proper crack and rah, rah, rah. And, yeah, that's great, and you can put all your eggs in one basket, but this race is so unpredictable. Like, I could put all my eggs in one basket and still come out with nothing. And, and you're, a, you're a professional athlete, it's your job. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and uh, you've got to, got to earn. And, you know, with I have great sponsors, but most of my money's from race winning, so that's what I have to do. <laughs> Well, we're proud of you anyway, mate, and we, we love we love the energy you bring to the sport, and you're a really, you're just a great thing. One thing that was great, I would say, like, oh, I don't know how many people were out there, but I know we've got our names on our bibs but and all that, but loads and loads of support out there from all over the world, which is just pretty amazing, and uh, shouting across from the bike and all that. So yeah, thanks very much to everyone who was who was supporting. You bloody stand now, enjoy your downtime. I will do. One more race. One more one race. More, one more, one more. Two weeks. One more race. Good win, mate. Well done, Laura. Thank you very much. Sponsor Endurance Sports Travel. John, why would you use them? Just to take the hassle out of your travel. So we're all highly strung when we turned up to race, turn up to races. And if you've got to waste energy running around, getting bike mechanics, figuring out where you're supposed to be, checking out courses, these guys can take the hassle out of that. Uh, they'll pick you up from the airport, they'll get your accommodation sorted. It just takes the brain power out of it and you can save it to be focusing on your race. Uh, so they'll be heading over to you know 70.3 championships in Nice. They'll definitely be coming down to New Zealand in 2020. Uh, they go to a variety of Ironmans around the world. Uh, especially down in Brazil and uh, some of the South American races. So check them out, endurancesportstravel.com. Make sure whenever you contact any of our sponsors that you say uh, heard, you heard about them on imtalk.me. Ken Glass out there on the streets at the moment doing his 35th Ironman. So if you are looking to come to Kona next year, there, you could almost say there's nobody in the field with, uh, well no there isn't anybody in the oh, field really with more isn't. experience than him yeah. and there's not many people around that have learnt all the tricks and trades of this island as well as finding all the nifty nicky, nifty little spots to take your family uh, so they can have a good relaxing uh, experience as well so yeah and if you want to stress this example and you know because to me it's almost like getting a coach isn't it why do you get a coach mm. so you don't go and overcome hurdles that you don't need to necessarily overcome and that's why going for a company like Endurance Sports Travel allows you to overcome hurdles because you, when you go somewhere new, there's lots of things you don't know, don't you? A lot of hassles. Yeah, and so if you are, if you want to get that support and get that kind of uh, organisation behind you, check out Endurance Sports Travel. And they've been really supportive of what we do over here as well. And we get lots of good feedback from the listeners who actually use them as well. So check it out, endurancesportstravel.com. 
I've got the lovely Michelle Vesterby who always smiles. You, you've got a smile glued to your face. Tell us about your day. Uh, it was a shitty day, to be honest. It was you're still smiling. Yeah, I was actually feeling awesome, you know. I came up in second group and I pushed hard and I reached the first group really up before 20k. My legs was feeling good. When Daniela Reeves passed the group, I tried to bike with her just for fun, you know. <laughs> and I wasn't that fun, so I was like just staying there until the group would catch me again. And I just tried something today because, you know, I finished fourth, I finished sixth, so I wanted to take some chances. But then unfortunately, when we reached the top of Harvey, I got some uh, mechanical issues. And I can tell you it's difficult to keep up with the group on the small chain ring. So uh, I was doing my uh, best cadence ever, like plus 100. 40 something and uh, yeah I wasn't that happy about that I was feeling really good and I was looking forward to jump out on my 55 chain ring and and hammer hard home and that was also why I looked out for myself uh, on the run today you know you know you you lose track of energy when you sit out there and you get pissed so I definitely didn't take in enough and but you know it's Kona I wanted to finish in respect for the other athletes and and it wasn't my weather either today you know it was way too cold yeah. no wind you yeah. know we were way too big a group as well out there so uh, next year hard wind <laughs> hard sunshine and yeah it will be good it's okay well done yeah <laughs> thank you very much yeah you know what keep smiling and people yelled that at me out there and sometimes I really want to give them the finger <laughs> But I really try to stay cool and because again people also think it's cool to finish here and it is an accomplishment and this is my seventh year here and it's definitely much better to finish than to not finish. So thank you very much. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Well Came with you. Uh, tell us about your day. Uh, <laughs> oh well I, 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 I was ninth at the <laughs> Man World Championship so um, yeah, got 12 months to go away and work harder and uh, try and improve a bit more. <laughs> what, what do you, what, would you, where'd you go well, where'd you go wrong, would you, you know, are you happy with where you went, tell us, give us an overview. Yeah, I mean, I had a great swim and, um, you know, a, a, a decent bike, you know, I put myself, I think, in a position to, you know, what I thought, challenge for the for the win and, um, yeah, I, I, I just did, I still just don't have the running legs. Um, I mean, I, I've improved a hell of a lot this year in the run. Uh, and that was obviously a hell of a lot better than last year's run. But um, I, I still got some work to do. And yeah, it's just going to take time. Um, it's take, you know, we've been out of 18 months now and we've come this far. Um, you know, today was a particular day too. I don't know, the conditions were a bit funny and it was really hard to make a, a big difference. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't the wind and, and so forth like, you know, previous years. But. Um, you know, you've got to be good enough to, to be competitive, whatever the conditions, and that's what I want to be. I want to be able to, I want to be able to be up there no matter what the conditions are. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm just really pleased that it was a great race, um, and 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 I hope I was help a part of that. You know, helping helping that that be a great race, and uh, the first time the sport had that sort of, you know, worldwide coverage, and uh, you know, I hope it was exciting for everyone. Uh, tell us about your bike. It's new. <laughs> it's a new bike. No, I mean like your ride today. Um, ah, you know, it was nothing special to be honest. I, I tried to ride in a way that would put me in a position to to run well, uh, and I felt pretty good getting off the bike. and And I ran quite well the first, you know, fifteen, even twenty k. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just not there yet. You know, I, I I just just not strong enough. Legs just aren't strong enough running and. 
the only way they'll get better is by doing more of it. And, and I'm, I'm better, but I'm just not where I need to be. And, um, you know, we've got 12 months to go away and, and improve. And, uh, and, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, what would you give that today? What's that? Scale of 1 to 10, what would you give that today? Ah, 5. <laughs> About, I'm halfway there. Yeah, halfway to where I want to get, I guess, yeah. Congratulations and well done. Thank, top 10. Thanks very much. Awesome. Thanks for I got Javier. Javier Gomez here. Tell us about your day, mate. Thank you. <laughs> T- tell us about your day. Uh, well, it was a tough day. Uh, I didn't feel very good. Uh, on the bike, I went probably too hard. And uh, if you go too hard on this race, you paid off on the run. I tried to run okay at the beginning, but uh, yeah, I didn't have the legs. And I struggled quite a lot. And uh, yeah, I just blew up and tried to make it to the finish line in the end but yeah pretty pretty tough day on the run how's this different to you know you're such an experienced athlete how is this different to some of the other elite races you've done well this is a totally different race than i'm experienced athlete but uh, definitely not experienced in ironman i've only done one yep. and this is totally different and uh yeah i need more experience in this kind of conditions uh, more training for the distance and hopefully one day i'll be better did you enjoy it uh <laughs> Yes, I know. I enjoy part of it, but definitely the 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 end of the race was really hard, and uh, uh, yeah, the last 10k coming back, uh, yeah, you just suffer. <laughs> well, thank you for your time, mate. Yeah, well done. Thank you. I got Tim Denbuckel here. Just tell us about your day, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm just actually pretty upset. Actually, I was having the having the race of my life, and and uh, just a lack of lap of uh, judgment, and put my head down and. Ended up in the in the in the draft zone and, and got a five minute penalty and and uh, yeah I served my time and got off the bike thirty fourth thirty fifth and uh, and uh, yeah it was really mentally just gutted and uh, you know put a lot into this and then um, I just went for it on the run and ran my way up to twelfth and and new P- PB on this um, on this course which is. Um, you know, yeah, which is I, I'm I'm very happy with, but uh, um, you know, it's been a tough year for me, and, and not to uh, get the result that I, I um, that I work trained so hard for is just I'm just a bit gutted. But um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say really. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of, bit of a big water thing today, is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just you know you sacrifice so much for this one race, and to walk away empty-handed and. You know, times are tough now, and you know I've taken a big blow in sponsorship this year, and uh, yeah, really hurting. And hey, Andy, good job, mate. But um, yeah, look, uh, I'll be back, and I'll come back next year and have another crack. What well a mate! It's always a tough day out there, and I know it's disappointing, but hopefully we we'll see you a bit stronger next year. Ah, uh, thanks, mate. Cheers. I've got Andreas. Um, tell us about your day. Andre- um, I've got Andreas here. Andreas, how you go? How'd you go, day go? Oh yeah, it was my first time here. And uh, yeah, I was not sure about the swim. Uh, either I thought I had a very good swim or a very bad swim. <laughs> so I felt, I felt very good and I was in a kind of big group. Uh, yeah, but it was separated, but it was okay. So the, uh, the position after swimming was okay. I think we have been like three minutes down to the leaders and then soon catched up. And yeah, of course, Cameron Wolf uh, took up the pace, and he was uh, yeah not to catch. And also Andrew Sirikovic and Josh Emberger uh, 
pushed the pace in the early hours. Uh, yeah, but then I felt very good on the bike. And yeah, on the way back, nobody wants to lead. Uh, so it was all up to me. Probably it was not the smartest decision, but I could ride my rhythm and thought, yeah, it's not too bad at all. Uh, but here in these hot conditions, you really need to save your energy as much as you can. And I think in general, I had a very good race, uh, but the others could uh, save more energy. And also the run uh, was, the beginning was okay, but the highway, the highway was brutal. The way out and the way back, uh, energy lap was okay. I had a very good run down there and also up there. But I'm not, I'm not a fan with the highway. <laughs> so I need to work on that and yeah, ho hopefully come back stronger next year. Well, well done today. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see you next year just as strong, mate. Well done. Yeah, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Good, mate. Felix, here, tell us about your day, mate. Oh, wow. So many surges, eh? Like, I didn't realise that really you need to kind of stay towards the front of that bike group. Like... I had a bit of problems with my gears through town and ended up near the back of that group and it was just like 450 watts, 200 watts, 450 watts, 200 watts and well done mate. Um, and yeah, just too many guys when they got dropped they had to close the gap of like 200 metres or whatever and I was still in a good position at like 110, 120k but there was one gap I tried to close and I just couldn't get across and then it was, I missed a bottle as well so I had like 30k's with no water and was just trying to, after that I was just by myself the rest of the way and but still managed to run alright so uh, I'll come and find you okay. so yeah in the run? Uh, I ran 2.56 so if I didn't lose that group on the bike I would have been 10 minutes further up the road so yeah. I mean yeah it was a rookie mistake I guess but that's how it goes first time here what do you take away from it? yeah you know um, I was a little bit kind of complacent in the swim I really should have tried to get up the front from the start and probably would have been a, you know a minute or so further up and that would have made it a little bit easier that bike not so surgy in the big group um, and I mean I think I dealt with the heat all right like the run I did was about what I thought and I mean I was pretty cooked on the bike the last 50k so I wasn't really expecting to kind of launch into it so um, yeah you know I learned a lot which is good. Well done mate you knocked that one out um, I'm sure we'll see you back here again strong or but more knowledge behind you'll be able to kind of learn from those lessons yeah yeah hopefully hopefully awesome mate thanks for your time yeah thanks I've got legend Cameron Brown sitting next to me right now yep I'm going to hold you mate I'm here for you tell us about your day mate uh, yeah yeah it was alright it was um, oh you know shit swim but uh, got, got through it and um, bike was alright sort of rode pretty rode pretty well and uh just put a steady run in and you know it's a good time really but uh, those guys up front were just you know pretty amazing so uh, can't complain I did 8.25 as a 46 year old that ain't too bad I suppose so uh, yeah it's, it's not too shabby mate yeah 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 um, did, did you enjoy the day uh, oh it's hard as it is to enjoy it yeah yeah you, you get through it just uh, yeah I just wanted to finish finish strong and this will be my last one as the world of herd out there and yeah 15th time or whatever so just did it for the family and and uh, just got through it so that was good what does it mean to be leaving uh, oh it's sad in some ways because you a lot of a uh, lot of time and a lot of um, feelings up here a lot of hurt a lot of ha happiness so um, yeah it's um, sort of mixed mixed feelings but 
uh, I won't miss, won't, won't, won't miss the pain. Hi, thanks, mate. Awesome, mate. Well done, Ken. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Righty ho, we have a uh, former World 70.3 champion, Tim Reid, with us. Uh, haven't seen your result, I saw you out there, looked okay on the run. Not quite sure where you finished up, but uh, talk us through your day. Yeah, it was. Um, I went for a real conservative tactic to try and get a, mar a good marathon happening and I uh, still fell apart in the back half of the run, so getting really frustrated with that marathon. Um, but, you know, it's... Hey, it was still a little bit of progress there. I just, I think I'm going to try a bit more of a, a real drastic change in uh, training to try and get that marathon happening because I'm just, it's just muscular. I'm just falling apart. Um, you know, I've always been a little bit of a minimal training guy for 70.3s, which is, gives me, I think helps my speed and gives me good energy for racing. But I think it's, it's probably backfiring a bit in the Ironman. So I've got to, got to try something else, I think, and, and really nail those long runs a bit more consistently. How's the rest of your season been? Because I've seen you popping up at 70.3s all over the place. Are you still finding you're at the, a similar level to when you won the, the Champs a couple of years ago? Yeah, actually, I, last year was probably the first year where I felt like I didn't have any improvement. Um, but that was a lot of... I, I was probably getting a bit too skinny. Um, had a lot going on at home. I think we moved house three times. And mm. and then this year we've had good consistency. So I've had three 70.3 wins. And um, for the first time I felt like my swimming's improved like in a couple first time in a couple of years like definitely in the pool it has and and on the run you know I did a minute PB at sunny coast um, 70.3 so I feel like there's still improvement there um, the thing is my heart's really an Ironman and, and that's yeah. where I'm not seeing it so but I guess that's what <laughs> that's yeah. the drug that keeps us all coming back <laughs> yeah uh, this year's race you know was it similar business as usual you know obviously we saw a pretty big packs coming out of the swim conditions etc was it you know much much normal or is it much different I think the swim was a lot easier than uh, usual I think the fast guys got away and then um, I mean I didn't really want to be swimming with those guys normally the front pack you know is hanging on to the back of Fredino and mm. we all get out sort of dry retching so <laughs> uh, I thought it was you know it was super comfy and that set up for a comfortable ride and but that also meant that a lot of guys, you know, were in that pack. Like Sebi was in the pack, and then he had a mechanical issue mm. early on, and then he just didn't look himself mm. after that. Neither did Lionel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a bit of a funny day. It was yeah. there was a lot of guys in the swim who, in previous years, wouldn't have been there. <laughs> so your heart, you said your heart's still an Iron Man. Yeah, I think so. I mean. Um, you know, re realistically, I think with three kids, I've maybe got a two or three years left, and uh, you know, I, I really want to try and get some get some Ironman results. And um, you know, the fitness was good, heart rates re quite low on the bike for you know a 4:15 ride. You know, it's very fast out there, but it was right. My heart rate was wet right where I wanted it, and then it's just I just feel like it's muscular on the run. So um, you know, that should be trainable. So yeah. Awesome, we look forward to seeing you back here next time. Yeah, yep. Maybe New Zealand first or some colder Ironmans to, to, um, to try and get some results there, I think. <laughs> nice work. Have a, have a nice night tonight or tomorrow as well. Yeah, cheers, John. Okay, guys, we've got Tim Don. You, a lot of you uh, athletes will have seen him uh, after last year's experience and seen the documentary online. Uh, what were your expectations for today and how did it all pan out for you? Oh, my expectations this year was it was going to be a fast race and it certainly was. Um, yeah, no, I had a, a good swim, a solid bike and I was hanging in there on the run. I'm, yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to be up there with the, the fast guys this year but I'm just so happy to cross the line and um, 
Yeah, onward and upward. I need a break. I've been going a long time. Um, was it an emotional experience for you out there? I mean, we, we spoke to Matt Russell after the race. He was in he was in tears. You know, was it emotional for you, or it was just back to business? No, it definitely was emotional. My wife and daughter were here. It's the first Kona they've been to, only the second Ironman. So that was a special to see them at the finish line. And um, yeah, a lot's happened in the last 12 months. So yeah, I'm really happy. Awesome. Do you think Do you think you've got you can get back to your, where you were before, or is it a struggle? I'll certainly try. I mean, um, I'm 40 now. That's why I had to rush. If I was 35, I wouldn't have even tried this year to come back to Kona. The time waits for no man, so I need a, a, a good break. I feel like I've been going two years straight because I had a break, but not a real break. And um, yeah, I've got I've got every faith in my coaches, and I'm certainly going to try. That's all I can do. High, highlight of the day, and maybe your low light of the day. Highlight of the day was definitely crossing the line. Low light of the day was that that extra cheeky loop on the um, going into the energy lab. Oh yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> awesome. Well done. Have a good break. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, John. Thanks. Okay guys, Andrew Starkowitz, who is a long time leader on the bike, uh, laying the smackdown. Tell us how your day sort of panned out, because we saw you on the front for you know, a fair amount of the race with um, Cam Wirth. Tell us how it was all panning out and if it was according to plan. Uh, I was just, I'm just tremendously disappointed in my performance today. I had a good swim and I just had nothing on the bike. Uh, and I mean, just physically, mentally, everything was just flat. And... Uh, you know, I had great training leading in. I share, you know, I mean, my numbers were better than they were going into Texas uh, across the board and just failed to perform. I mean, that was my worst ride, one of my worst rides in Ironman history. And, uh, you know, I mean, shows me my, my how, how uh, fit and how good my equipment is and how, you know, and everything was. But, I mean, it was just a tremendously disappointing day here. From a power, so from a power perspective, it was low. Yeah, it was about 40, 40 to fifty watts lower than I normally ride. Uh, you know, I mean, last year it was, you know, I mean, last year at Wisconsin, I had a day that I didn't ride very well, and I was thirty-five watts higher than this. Uh, so it's just, I don't know, it, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. I mean, this. The more you put into it, uh, you know, the more you can get out of it. But, man, when it doesn't go right, it breaks your heart. How was it riding with Cam Wirth? Were you, uh, we didn't really see the coverage from where we were, but were you guys sort of sharing load? You, when I did see it, you seemed to be on the front quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, we, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, we share it a little. But, uh, you know, I mean, when we were, when I, was, uh, when I was in front, he was normally about 40 to 50 meters back, which is what should be the draft zone. And when he was on the front, I was tended to be 20 to 30, 40 meters back. And, I mean, we raced, honestly. And uh, I, wish, uh, I wish the rest of the field did. And it seemed the officials were a little more active today because uh, a lot of people weren't being uh, very uh, fair out there. In the run, how did that do? You know, you were, I think you were second out onto the run. Um, how did that uh, unfold? Oh, I mean... I mean, when you don't have a bike and that's your, and that's your we that's one of your two weapons, uh, you know, at a field like this, and especially with how tight the field was and how close everybody was, I didn't. There's no reason to use a, a golden bullet to finish outside the money. Conditions-wise, this year, you know, um, it's the best, condition, best conditions ever for an, a race here at Kona. I have no idea what the winners and what the top ten went, but I mean, it was it was a fast day and. 
You know, I mean, I went fast and broke the old course record and, and had the worst, worst race ever. I mean, so shame on me. Commiserations, but mate, when you go, uh, when you go fast and you're having a terrible day, there's got to be some hope there. So all the best for next year. Yeah, we'll see if I want to come back here. Tough one. I've got David Please here with me. Uh, how'd your good day go, mate? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I feel tired, but to be honest, I had a good day. Um, the swim was so-so. I On the training, I swam so much better uh, one week ago, but then on the bike was crazy. I, I managed to come almost to the front, so it was good. Yeah. Um, but then on the run, tough run, tough run, I knew it, but I was just uh, trying to manage step by step yeah. to finish it and that's it. Are you happy with your day? Oh, of course. You're always happy if you finish Hawaii. <laughs> I mean... Can I ask you a question? What's your name? David. What's, what, uh, what was your time? Uh, 8.23. And then you're going to go um, yeah. for the chips and things. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go into the metal line. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For what is this? Oh, just, I'm just Iron Talk podcast. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, Andrew Misik here. Uh, just, just tell us about the day. You know, I think the conditions turned out to be fantastic for racing. Um, you know, the water, the water was relatively flat, not a lot of swell, super fast swim times for pros and age groupers. Uh, best bike day ever, maybe, and uh, and the run I think was sneaky hot, but uh, I think to the extent that people are going to have PRs, you know, at this venue and at this race, today was the day to do it. Some feedback we've been getting is that the coverage this year has been absolutely, absolutely fantastic, and Hawaii's always kind of been your marker, and it's always been pretty good. But you know, it seems that the Facebook Live, while it's early days and there are a few hiccups along the way, fundamentally you guys are making some pretty great moves there. Well, you know, we're, we're on live television in the United States, and this is the second year for that. We're on, you know, we have 20 hours of, of live coverage on Facebook. Uh, we hired ASO, you know, the Amari Sport Organization, who and, and brought their Tour de France team out here to to film to film the the men's and women's pro races. We had you know more more motos, more helos, more everything. Uh, we're really trying to create a better media product and let more people be able to you know see what's fantastic about this race and what's fantastic about Ironman. The Amazon relationship, tell us about that and tell us what they're hoping to get from it. Well, I think, you know, Amazon and, and Facebook, I think all the technology companies are are intrigued and, and interested in being able to talk to our community, uh, you know, of, of super passionate, super accomplished people and and for for those brands to, to be to be working with us to be able to reach out to those individuals and, and people who care about them uh, has been an important part of, of what you know, made this work for, for us and at Facebook and Amazon. What are you most proud of as an organization and maybe yourself in the last year that you guys have achieved? Well, I think we've, we've continued to grow the Ironman brand internationally and, and we've been able to do that while maintaining what we think is a relatively high standard of execution. You know, we, we try to really treat our athletes well and, and create races that are compelling for our athletes that are safe. And, and that combined with us being a lot better on the distribution, on, on telling our story, and that, and that has a lot to do with, with Facebook. Um, you know, we think we're getting the word out better, and, and that we think is, uh, is, is good news for us in the long term. What do you see as the biggest challenge in the next moment? Well, you know, we're a big company now. You know, next year we're going to have 41 Ironman races, and we're going to have 117 70.3s. 
and and we have to make sure that we're able to continue to capture the imagination of athletes around the world and and deliver against the promise and i think the thing that i always fear is as you get bigger and bigger it's easier and easier to think of an event as you know just another event but but to an athlete it isn't every every race they do matters and matters deeply and and every race that every athlete does is an opportunity for for us to demonstrate you know how much we're committed to them and how good we are and, and i think i I, I want to make sure that we never lose sight of that, that every single athlete matters to us and, and we have to make sure we do everything we can for every one of our athletes to, to keep them you know, staying you know, with the lifestyle and with the brand and in our community. 40 years is pretty crazy, isn't it? When you, when you think, you know, like I know you've probably said this many times this week, but you know, thinking, you know, 40 years ago, you 12 guys, the, the kind of story of where we are today, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it, isn't it? Well, uh, you know, as we were at the awards um, and, and, and at the podiums for the men, men and women, you know, standing next to the Collinses, and you know, John and Judy are still here and they're still around, and they tell me they go, oh, "We had no idea," <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that that's really rewarding, you know. And those guys are pioneers and they're legends, and and it was their idea, um, but to to think of how it's evolved from, you know, one race. Of, of self-described oddballs to this global movement around health and fitness and this incredible community that that iron man is uh it's it's pretty special yeah. well thank you for your time tonight and keep up the good work because you, you guys really are stepping up to another good work uh we're we're trying that's for sure awesome work, thanks chris i got chris Liado here former legend former second place guy i'm just throwing a mic in front of him th your thoughts on the day you got to interview my son, Caden. I can see you can see his son, your son, isn't he? You look the same. Good-looking young man. Uh, tell us about your thoughts on the day. Uh, it was a unique day. It was different. Uh, it was nice to see a little change in how it how it unfolded and who who as far as did what. Uh, the bike obviously was pretty phenomenal. Conditions were amazing. Yeah. This morning it was cold, not cold. For Hawaii it was cold. It was cool. Um, you know, had a little mist in the air, so it was a little humid, but it kept the air air cool. They had great, great water. It was amazing um, to see the pace getting pushed in the swim just enough to stretch everybody out and crack some people and separate it all, I think, is what really defined what was to happen the rest of the day. And uh, Josh kind of planned that out, I think, to have some allies with him. And it showed and it worked well, I think, for a period of time. And then those guys just, uh, you know, hammered. Worf did a great job and came off and paid for it a little bit with a 306, which is still a legitimate, you know, runtime. Um, but these guys are just running fast. It was hot out there on the run, and it was a runner's race. It was amazing to see, like, T.O., where he was, the way he ran, the way he dug deep. He showed some uh, fight, didn't he? Yeah, man, all these guys, they, they, they fought for it today. A lot of the guys from from really, I mean, second, uh, basically top, top ten, I think, pushed it really hard. They had to dig hard for it. So it was fun to watch on the run. Uh, it was good to be out there, you know, run, running around, watching it all and seeing it all unfold. It's pretty amazing. What about Daniela in that time? <laughs> yeah, 825. That's pretty crazy. Uh, it just shows, like, the caliber's going up, but also conditions are great to see both the men's field and the women's field just just dominate and, and crush on the times. Uh, just technology, fitness, aerodynamics, uh, running pace and running speed, form, all that stuff. It's pretty amazing to see, see how far the sport's going and where it's going. It's good to see this race delivers once again, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, you bet. I got I got former former Ironman legend here. Joe Lawns in the house. How you going, John? <laughs> good, thanks. Yeah, really good. Yeah, very What's good. What's it like being here, kind of as a mum? Oh man, 
it's a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot harder, I tell you now. No, no, no. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you been back much? Uh, I haven't. The only year I missed it was when Penelope was due. Yeah. And then, so I've been back, yeah, the last four years. Yeah, yeah. And what's life entail now? Tell us about Joe Lawn's life now, non-pro athlete. Um... Yeah, pretty much looking after my daughter. Um, that's why. Yeah, that's why I have them. Really, to, to you know. Well, um, yeah. To, I mean, I I done that. Was I was retired, and yeah, mentally I was done with Ironman. Um, it was it was a long, yeah, long good, yeah, long good time. And now I just spend my days looking after Penelope and just doing stuff, and that pretty much takes up most of the time. I do some massage and and personal training at home, which I love. Um, not qualified, but I think I kind of know what to do. <laughs> So yeah, so and then then it's the end of the day, and then you start the next day. What about the females? What about today's race? That was pretty freakish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was another <laughs> another whole level. That was another whole level of um, yeah professionalism. The way that that yeah really Lucy and and Daniela went after it. They just yeah amazing. Sub two th- sub eight thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super. and on the bike. I think Daniela did four twenty six. I mean, the fact that she had to ride hard, and the fact that she could do it is <laughs> two different things. Yeah. You know, she had to ride hard, and she did it. We really have seen the next level in the female game, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I mean, I knew that the two ITU, Sarah and Anne. I knew that they. I'd seen their marathon times previously, and I thought, oh yeah, those guys can run. I mean, and if they're good runners, here it's, it's really all. You know, you got to hold it together on the run, especially in the females race. Um, you hold it together on the run, you hold a good sub three hour, and you're there. You top, you know, top five. Yeah. What about Cam? Last race for Cam this time. Unbelievable for Cam. Like, I was like, Jenny, oh my gosh, just to even be here. And he was so relaxed, he had nothing to prove. You know, and that shows when you go out just doing what you love. Yeah. You know, look what, look what you can do. Yeah. You, you, you need, you've been to go to the pool. You, look, <laughs> this is the new life. Mum, come to the pool. She was very angry today, having tantrums because she wanted to help at an aid station. I'm like, you can't help at the aid station. You don't have the yellow t shirt. I have yellow on my swimsuit. Oh. Well, good luck. Enjoy mothering. <laughs> See you, mate. Good things, Joe. So, guys, that's all the pro interviews and obviously Andrew Messick in there as well. John and I are going to wrap up the show and then I'm going to do the age group interviews that we did record and a little bit of the, the bits throughout the day that we record in the show or throughout the day. So, here's John and I just wrapping up the rest of the show and then hang around at the end and just age group interviews and some bits throughout the day from the Ironman World Championships. John. Your thoughts? My thoughts? Another fascinating race. Never pans out like you think it will. Uh, I'm hopeless at picking the males race. Never even get remotely close. But I love it. Well, well, there are a couple of things. The unlucky guy of the day is Sebastian. Yes. Sebastian Keenley had a great swim. He came out of the water and went, whoa, what's he doing up here? And then had a bike problem. Uh, Had to replace his tyre and then basically was way back in the pack. Now, I don't know what happened after that factor, but there's a big what if there, isn't there? What if they're the for him and also Lionel Sanders, which was you know the crowd favourite for a lot of people, and um, it's, it's your form in the in the year leading into this race is quite often not a predictor of how you're going to go. Uh, so the three our top three hadn't really done much this year, had they? No. Um, Langer got his butt kicked at Germany. At Germany. Um, we spoke with David McNamee, and he's had a pretty uh, pretty crappy season. And Bart Arnott, don't know off the top of my head what he's been doing. But, uh, yeah, so a bit of a surprising top three. Females are a lot more predictable. Um, but, yeah, it's always interesting. Yeah, it really is. Um, so this is going to be the last show we do until we get back to our regular routine. So we'll be back on the normal kind of 
Tuesday release in New Zealand, at least, following, from the following Tuesday. So we won't be here this week, but obviously there's a lot of content to listen as a lead up to Kona, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. John, uh, anything else? Yeah, special thanks to Extreme Endurance, our regular sponsor of IM Talk, and also our patrons, because without them, uh, we would not be here. So if you guys are patrons, thank you very, very much. We know also that we have a very thankful uh, Mike Schwizzle-Pizzle, who was oh, yeah. our competition and winner been over awesome, here. Mate. It's been so cool having him here. And yeah, he's been uh, going around with us and really had an amazing experience. So if you if you're new to the show, you haven't listened before, our patron system basically supports us to, to keep the show going week in, week out. Uh, you also, depending on what level you come in at, there's, there's gifts you can receive in, as a show of thanks from us. And you also do go in the biannual draw to come to Kona for pretty much all expenses paid trips. So check it out, imtalk.me, uh, click on the support us button and just keep us doing what we do if you've enjoyed what's been uh, coming out over the last few days. If you're a new listener John your wife hijacked our Facebook page oh you're kidding me yeah so when we did a photo she goes give John a kiss so I did yeah and then she's put that on our Facebook page oh. it's getting quite a few likes it's quite it's popular photo. <laughs> and then, then she's gone on and hacked it again who's the better kisser and she's got because Patrick Langer proposed to his wife across the line ah uh, yes and apparently he said that if he broke the record he'd propose to her which you don't say that you just propose but, yeah. but, but, um, and so yep she's, you, you need to get control of your wife okay. you need to get back under that thumb because you've shown me this week she is under your thumb in a big way in a big way so um, yep so if you do enjoy the show uh, you can check out imtalk.me um, that's where we kind of release our show we do a weekly podcast we also have another podcast called Legends of Triathlon where we do long form interviews with some of the most important people in our sport uh, both athletes organisers media people and everything like that so if you love triathlon uh, find that one also spread the word about the show you can do it on Facebook Twitter wherever you want to spread your word but John uh, I'll be coming back here in May for my camp every year so if you want to experience what the island's all about go to epiccamp.com and we have uh, a camp for pretty much all abilities in May we see all parts of the island combined in with the Kona 70.3 so qualifying for 70.3 worlds and I'm pretty sure they still have Kona slots there at least that's what the website was indicating so uh, great great camp great race and you get to see what Kona is all about and for the slightly more speedy folk listening if you want to have the ultimate challenge of your fitness uh, Ironman is very very difficult but also at Epic Camp France next year in the Pyrenees we'll be going from one side of the Pyrenees so when you guys watch Tour de France that's pretty much what we'll be doing swimming biking and running like absolute nutters for around about 10 or 11 days at the end of next July so check it out okay so that's us for now we'll be seeing you back in the studios in about a week and a half from now John let's wrap it up I'm Russ I'm Endo train hard train smart Kia kaha Test says I got Campbell. Tell us about your day. Oh mate, it was uh, a day of two halves. I think I had a good swim. The ride was super fast, but didn't seem windy. Temperatures were down. Power was where I wanted it to be. Got off the bike and mate, the quads imploded and ended up walking heaps of the run. Still a 9.06, but miles away from where I wanted to be. So. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Just stuck to it and got the job done. And, and how do you keep at it when you kind of know that you're not getting, you, you know, kind of where you want to be? Uh, kids at the finish line. Yeah. So, yeah, go and find them now. Yeah. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Oh, mate, cheers, mate. i got Prince Hazir here. Uh, tell us about your day. Uh, went better than expected. 
uh, I really pushed hard. Uh, I pulled through the uh, swim and run. Uh, I mean the bike and swim. I was uh, flying. And then uh, um, my uh, comp uh, competitor who's uh, trying to win uh, my place, he was uh, a couple of minutes behind. So I pushed on the run until uh, the gap was too far. Yeah. And then I just coming back from the energy lab, I was uh, taking it easy and walking every aid station to refreshen up and uh, hydrate well and uh, crossed the finish line with such a joy. It's a dream come true. Four years uh, dreaming of uh, qualifying to Kona. I come here, I win my category. Wow, you, you, you know, you've talked in the press conference or at the uh, Bahrain 13 meeting we had the other day saying, hey, you got offered slots in the past and you really want to respect the process. Uh, to turn up and actually come here and deliver, what does it mean to you? Well, it means the world to me. It's a dream come true. First of all, uh, to do an Ironman was a, a tick in the box. And then to get my whole uh, country into the sport, not just Ironman, but at least they can... Uh, uh, practice a healthy lifestyle to save the children and it's not too late to the parents as well. It's working really well. In Bahrain we recorded the highest uh, lady participation in our Ironman, 35% ladies. Uh, so this is, uh, this is incredible. Uh, it's working really well. And then my dream of uh, creating this uh, amazing team uh, and it happened. You know, uh, we got the best out of the best. They are performing really well. I'm so proud of our pro athletes and our local athletes as well. And uh, champion, mate. How about that? Sorry? You're the champion. How about that? Oh, feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Here's Fredino. Hey, Fredino. Boss. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so. Uh, Rob. Rob. Give me more. Give me more. How'd you go, mate? Did you give it more? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, it was brutal. I think it, I think we had a fast bike today, um, so uh, I went faster than last time. But yeah, the the bike. My goal was to uh, really race the bike, and uh, I think I overcooked it. Oh, really? oh man! Oh man! I, uh, yeah, the run was a suffer fest, but uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, either the times were fast today, which I think they were. Um, yeah, because I ran, uh, I ran like maybe 325 and still went 921 or something. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a fast day out there. But the new run course is really hard. Oh really? Yeah. Why? Just the extension on the Queen K, you're catching a headwind, and uh, there's just no crowds out there. You also, it's like a total psych out because you go seemingly like a mile past the Energy Lab, and then you turn around and go back down through it. So yeah, it was rough. But uh, good to see you, boys. <laughs> Still another one, another one bites the dust. You know, yeah, yeah. Are you happy with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ha uh, my goal is to go faster than uh, than last time out here. So uh, mission accomplished. Now it's time to uh, grab some beers. <laughs> Party time, mate. Congratulations, bro. Yeah, good to see you, boys. <laughs> who we got? Who we got? Tom. We we, we talked to you today, didn't we? We did. Yeah, I'm walking down to the swim. Yeah, Tom. Your last name? Van Rossum. Great last name, by the way. Tell us about your day. <sighs> tough, really tough. Had a great swim out to the turnaround by 29 minutes, 64 by the time I got back. I don't know where I was going, I was all over the show. Um, on the bike, just, my bottle went, came off the aero bars, managed to click it, clip it back on, and it was just a draft fest all the way out. Yeah, really hard. I got to the turnaround and just put the hammer down by myself. Some guy pulled me in front of me while I took a gel, and I got popped for drafting. And I was leading the line for about 20 minutes, and one guy, just pulls in, slows down, 
and I get done five minutes. Five minutes on the penalty box. First time I've ever got done for drafting. So after that, it was just two hours of just head down, nailing it, and all the way back. Really pleased with the bike in the end. Just a tough day, and then just died after 20k on the run and battled to the end. So I think I finished nine twenty-five, just outside of PB. But I'll take that. It's your first time here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I want to come back. I need to do it justice. Yeah. yeah two, two years time. That's the plan. It's because we're going to be here, eh? Exactly. Uh, um, I can imagine what your low light is, but uh, what was your what was your highlight of the day? I think just experiencing it, just the whole day being here and just digging deep. I think for me, when you, when it gets tough and you have to keep on digging, it's a low point. But when you keep battling, just that personal achievement. Coming back into town, the crowds at Polani, just just the buzz of it. Getting back, running past the banyan tree. It's just corner, isn't it? Yeah. It's why we come, why we do it. Yeah. And then um, just the suffering. Just yeah. tough day out. Yeah. I, often, I often think, who are we in our, in our... You know, it's nice to be strong, but who are we in our weakest moments? And obviously today you kind of discovered a good version of yourself in your weakest moment. I think so. When the tough gets going, or when it, when it gets tough, you've just got to smile and bear it and yeah. dig in. And you have rough patches. Um, but I'm glad that I could push on. It's really tough going through the energy lab. But that hill up, to, up the hill... Going up towards the energy lab when you turn off. I always thought Kona was flat, and it's anything but. <laughs> Congratulations, mate! You're still you're still not good off, and you've done your first Kona. Well done. Yeah, outside of what I wanted to do, but I'm pleased. Yeah, pleased with that. Tom, good work, mate. Cheers, guys. Good cheers, cheers, cheers. Okay, hey, gentlemen, down at the uh, swim start of the 2018 Ironman World Championship here in Kona and uh, down at Digby Beach. John's got his top off, showing his guns off. Presented by Amazon. Presented by Amazon. <laughs> uh, we're going to go there right now and buy some stuff, aren't you, John? We are indeed. I'm still recovering for our, from our TT effort down here on our bikes at around about 6 a.m. We made a fatal mistake, didn't we? We got the mountain bikes. Fizzle, 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 mizzle. Has the old road bike, doesn't he? Came through and attacked and dropped us on one of the climbers down Lee Drive. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Okay, so the men pro athletes are entering the water right now. John, uh, talk us through what you're thinking. Well, firstly, I guess today we try not to... Do you put this in before the interviews or after? After. after. So this comes in after you've heard all the athletes. A lot of you will have seen the coverage. And so we try not to repeat what you've, you've already seen. But one thing that um, did happen overnight, it absolutely pissed down. When I'm t it was torrential rain overnight. But it has rained quite a bit during the week. So I don't think that's going to wash up too much stuff on the bike. But it'll be interesting to have seen if there have been many punches out there. Um, the sea conditions look very, very benign, uh, very calm, So, and I've heard reports that the bike condition is going to be pretty calm today as well, so you never know with the bike. And it's high tide right now, isn't it? It is. Calm conditions sea, calm conditions on the bike. It's sub eight hours today, Bevan. You guys have seen it already. Time was 7.58.56. You've called it before the race begins, John. And Daniela Reef also sets a new course record. But what would you say? You said at 8.20. 8.20, what did you say the record was? Uh, it was 8.48 I think it was. Yeah, 8.46, 21. 21.67. Wow. You are, that's what I love about John Newsom. he's always accurate. So it's pretty cool down here, we've, we've talked about this in years past, but the great thing about this race is the, the way the pier works is basically like a massive amphitheatre where everyone can just sit around the edge of the pier or around the edge of the kind of water leading into the swim start. It's pretty light right now, but you, you've got all the male athletes coming in, but soon all the age group athlete comes in, and that's when it starts to look really massive, doesn't it, John? 
It is indeed. Just one thing that I've noticed, and again, you guys might have seen this on the coverage, but I don't ever recall there being colour-coded caps. Um, and the reason they, don't, they do that is obviously it helps us to be able to pick out the top athletes. The reason why they typically don't do it in the past is because then you've got a target on your back. You either take a pounding or people, you know, it's, it's not an even playing field. Um, so the, the colour is based on what? Is it the best top ten? Or, like, do you know what it is? No, I guess it'll just be the top seed. So you'll have Keenlay, Sanders, uh, and I'm not sure how they would have done it. I did not know they were doing it. But it does make it an unfair advantage for the others around them because you know where you're at. So if Sanders is swimming along, you know, he might be in a group and not know what the hell is going on, but then he sees Keenlay's hat. Uh, so it's good for our spectators, not so good for the athletes. Is it a bit of the old, giving the Johnny some smash, is it? Sometimes can be. <laughs> Sometimes can be. So yeah, it's a great atmosphere down here. You're going to hear the guns go off pretty soon. John's back in. Uh, we've got uh, we've got some wives and kids standing right next to us. We've got Tyler Butterfield's family, I think, and also Tim Don's family. So uh, it's certainly for the Don's, I would imagine it's a pretty emotional day. Definitely is, and we'll see how Tim goes out there today. Well, you guys will know by the time you've listened to this. But yeah, again, the helicopter over here is definitely—it's definitely such a cool atmosphere, and you can see why this is the big island, the big race, the big day in the Ironman world where everyone wants to be here. And for a lot of athletes, it is their first day on Ironman World Championships. And I imagine as they're setting up for the race, it's a pretty nervous feeling, isn't it? Oh, absolutely! You can cut a not cut through the bloody air with a knife. John Collins. Here we go. So here we go. Uh, John will be back anytime soon. One thing that happens when you're at the swim start, John, the gun goes off and the whole crowd gets shocked. They do indeed, but they started bang on GPS time. Again, a couple of comments on the swim. When you've only got 50, 55 guys, they've got a lot of space to spread themselves out. It's not, I imagine there's still plenty of argy-bargy in there, but there's plenty of space and they took that space. So it, was, uh, it looked like it split up pretty quickly. It really did, didn't it? Um, just John, for those listening to this who are looking to come back and race one time in the future, as an age group, what would be your advice, advice around the swim start? Well, it kind of depends what sort of swimmer you are. If you're a weaker swimmer, starting on the left is the best because then you've got uh, plenty of sort of bailout area and the fastest swimmers are always going to start on the right over here. Um, yeah, it's just it's fairly standard, you know, there's just a shitload of people on the start line and you just got to expect there's probably going to be a little bit more argy-bargy than other races because the, the standard's going to be a lot tighter together. But other than that, just got to try to find some space. Good luck in the swim in, the, in Kona. So, uh, yep, the pros are off now, the girls are about to start and it's a, it's a great atmosphere down here at the swim area. So the guys really spread out. They took up a lot of space on the start line. And the girls, in contrast, are really quite bunched up together and just taking up a very small part of the start line. Men and women, John, you know what that means? We're different. We're different. Yep, we are indeed. But we're all the same in some way, John. That's right. <laughs> we're getting deep. We saw the Messiah before, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back soon. Okay, so John and I have now transitioned to Hot Corner, so we're just waiting for the, the male athletes out of the water first. Lucy Charles probably won't be far behind them based on what we're seeing in the race right now. Uh, this is a pretty cool atmosphere here. They, got, they haven't got the music pumping yet, but they'll get the music pumping. Uh, the, the crowds are gathering. You don't want to try to move fast when you're in Ironman, do you, John? You don't. There's a lot of checkpoints everywhere we've got to go through, even more so this year. Yeah. One different thing this year they may pick up on the online coverage is it's actually raining. I've never experienced it. It looked just raining a little bit, as I said earlier. It did piss down last night. We're on Hot Corner, and what happens is you come up from, from T1, you make a little uh, left 
left hand turn and you sort of do a little loop around town but then you come banging down Palani Drive, uh, Palani Road and then you've got a high, high, high speed full on left hand corner at, at high speeds. So if it rains anymore, uh, that corner for the pros and for the age groupers could be complete and utter carnage. And, and I'm not quite sure what they use as a road surface over here, but when you go running, like we've been running in the rain the last couple of days because it has been a couple of times a bit torrential, uh, the roads are actually quite slippery as well, aren't they? They are, and yeah. And this is just with your running shoes on. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's certainly um, the barriers. We have seen, I think we saw Matt Hansen maybe crash here a few years ago, um, but you cannot pass on the downhill for the age groupers, and I, I'm, I assume maybe for the pros as well, it's a no-pass zone down the hill, and I do recall when I raced here, I seriously just about lost the plot with some people that were going down there very slowly. Did you get angry? Just a little bit. Uh, so yeah, that corner could be carnage. The rest of the course, no problem. It can piss down all day because it's very much straight line riding, but this is the one and only corner. It's not raining enough at the moment yet, but any more could be entertaining. It's good times, isn't it? So uh, so we're just waiting for the men to come out of the water really soon, but it's it's, it's kind of cool because you can practically watch this one and then come up to this part here and you'll spend the next couple of hours just watching age groups, the pros all come through. And then at about two or three hours from now it kind of fades away for a bit and then you kind of just go to something else for a period don't you? You do and for the for the athletes you know there's a, it just seems like there's a lot more spectators around this year but it's very centred just around town as soon as you're out of town there is nobody yeah. nobody whatsoever so anywhere on the bike course uh, there's a, just a handful at Waikoloa which is about 50k to go uh, but outside of that it's just aid stations so uh cool when you're in the crowds the rest of the time it's you against the, the course and against your competitors which is kind of cool so there we go so we are looking look excited for the first man out of the water and it can't be any second now so we'll be uh, keeping you updated on what happens on the day at the Ironman World Championships and we've just had the female age groupers go off because I heard the big gun go off again we're still at Hot Corner, and one of the interesting things about now is it, there's kind of two things that are happening. You've got the, the, the average fan who's just kind of here supporting their person, and there's kind of a good energy for that. And then you've got the tri geeks like John. Um, and this is a really interesting moment in the race, isn't it? Because it really does show us the lay of the land. While the swim is such a small component of the race, it really can define the day around how the race is going to happen, isn't it? You can't lose. You can't win the race, but you can certainly lose that. You guys will have heard that in commentaries lots of times before. So, you know, it, it, it sets your day up. And if you have a woeful swim, mentally, you know, on the on the time board, it might not mean that much. But mentally, you can just be going, "Oh my God, this is terrible. I'm four minutes off the pace," and uh, it can really throw some people. So, the intriguing thing for me is going to be where all those bikers are. Well, earlier on, okay, you guys seen the race, so we won't talk about it too much. But yeah, so basically, what happens here is we're going to see the pros come out, and again, we kind of get to see the lay of the day, at least for the next period of time, based on how everyone went in the swim. So it's pretty cool times right now in the race. Okay, John, we are now currently up. Uh, what's the name of the street again? Palani Hill. Palani Hill, and uh, the age group is going through. And I've got to say, the new sims are probably the loudest people on Palani Hill right now. John's got this, the clicker thing and they're not very good are they? We've just found a co-sponsor in Eclipse Pizzas is going to be co-sponsoring uh, some clackers. I am talk Jesse just going past. Go Peter Thor Thais! Yes. Pete Thor, Thor Thais looking very smart in the I am talk uh, tricep with the sleeves and everything. So there's the prince, there's the prince. There's the prince. Dave Dave Fish was commenting on the, the prince of Bahrain. 
doesn't have the greatest bike. <laughs> you, do you think the prince? Oh, he's, 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 he's just he's ran. He's just ran. Uh, the, so, so Pete is in front of the prince. The prince, if you're interested, he didn't actually look like he had any entourage around him, which some people were going, is he going to have security? But he didn't look like he did. I would say there is some uh, fairly close riding going on up on Palani Road. Yeah, although it's pretty impossible not to up here, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Bring on the wave starts. Oh What's that? We'll spot some numbers. We see a maximum power output going up here. Some people are killing it up here. And the coach lesson would be? Put it on your small chain ring and don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Uh, this is kind of the cool place to spectate on the race day for the, all the supporters out there. You come up here, as you can hear, the crowd's kind of going off. Lots of athletes coming through. We are seeing the main pack of the field coming through right now. And there's a lot of people out here right now. But good energy, good feel. And you can hear the Newsoms in the background. Okay, I've got Coach John Newsom next to me, a.k.a. the murderer. I'm not quite sure why you're a.k.a. the murderer. He's not backing Rennie here. I'm saying Becky's going to run up to third, but you guys already know the results. John, what's happening? Where are we? Tell me the goss. Uh, Bevan's dragged us along to Druggies, Druggies Straight or Druggies Corner. Which Marijuana Sniff, sniff Place. Marijuana Central. Yep. Uh, a special request to our other guests. Uh, they've wanted to come here. Yep. The stalker stalked us all the way to Hawaii from Christchurch. That is commitment to stalking. She was trying to say someone else's stalker. She's come all the way to Hawaii to stalk us. Yeah. Stalk her. Yeah, so it's all action. It's all go, Bevan. We're saving our voices, though, for later in the day. Uh, so we're currently on Lehi Drive, and this is the really cool spot to watch the run because you kind of see the runners come out of transition, head around down a Lehi Drive, and they come back before they head out towards the Queen K. So it's a good spot on the race day, and it's actually it's a stunning day, which I'm... It's just bloody awesome being here right now. Also, what you also see is a lot of the pro athletes. Like right now, uh, Crow's across the road from us. We've seen a few people out and about. And it's just cool to see that they're just into the race as much as everybody else here is. So uh, we'll be uh, giving you updates throughout the race. But, uh, John, it's just good times rock and roll. It is rock and rolling. Rockin' and rolling. Rockin' and rolling. Test, test, test. I've got a, a true Kiwi next to me and you'll see it in the accent. It's a very, very, very thick Kiwi accent. How you going? We've got Ian Wooden here. I'm doing extremely well, Bevan, in part of days. Uh, your second time here spectating, What's so, what brings you back? Oh, watching the race is inspiring, the partying is inspiring as well. It's just such, if you're a tri-geek, it's just, oh, you couldn't be in a better place. And we've got the stalker here, she doesn't want to talk to me, I'm still going to tell me. Uh, what, what brings you back as a spectator? I'm here supporting Marisa, the Dirty Rascal Rassiter. She qualified first time, so I made the trip to come over and cheer her on. What would have been the highlights of this week for you guys? Uh, um, well, another slow twitch um, gathering and another... Did you win again? I did, I did. A pair of shoes this year. I can't run in them, but, you know, they look pretty cool. Fashion's all that matters. Fashion's all that matters. Um, race day, what do you enjoy about race day? Uh, just the whole thing, actually. I had a little bit of a tear in my eye when the uh, female age groupers went, knowing that Marisa was in there, really excited to race. So, yeah, no, it's really good. And you're pretty close to your legacy, aren't you? So I think you've got one more race to your legacy? Uh, the, yep, uh, Tapu um, next year. Yeah, and what, do you know what kind of time frame it will be before you can actually, do, do you have any indication of how long that would be before you could come and race? Yeah, probably two years, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what the list is like. It would be pretty cool to come and do it the race, eh? Yes, it would be. Yep, yep. It's a little bit scary. A little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite hot here. <laughs> At least you're not. You've been a few times as a spectator. Oh, well, love, love you for coming over and uh, good to all the Kiwis today, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go, Brayden. Yeah. Go, Brayden. Here we go. That's us out.